kneel around the grave. Clasp your hands together in the inverted prayer, like this. Open your minds. Remove all doubt, but be on your guard. Let nothing take hold of you. Let nothing enter your body. From this time on, you must be silent. O oh, great diviner, master of the three worlds, Disciple who became master, Lord of the netherworld, Lord of night, Prince of darkness, Despoiler of light, Diviner of powers, Redeemer of passion, Crucible of flesh, By the blood incarnate, By the flesh made proud, By the soul devoured of itself, By these words we do implore, by these deeds we do supplicate and call upon the grace of thee, Lord Almighty of the underworld, to release the souls of all thy servants who lie here unredeemed, to release them to serve thy servant, bending their wills always to his, thus to thine own. By the blood of babes unborn, by the inversion of the Savior, by the bond of thine own hand, we do entreat thee, deliver them up to us, to command in thy name, to serve our will and thine own. By Lucifer, Beelzebub, Mephistopheles, Arcanes, and all the underlords we do entreat, let them rise, let them rise up. Spiritus, Aquitani, Salvete, let them rise, let them rise up. Satan, God of all. They must be out to lunch. <laughs> okay, out there in Marvelland, face front. This is Stan Lee speaking. Hey, who made you a disc jockey, Lee? Well, well, Jolly Jack Kirby. By the way, Jack, the readers have been complaining about Sue's hairdo again. What am I supposed to do? Be a hairdresser? Next time I'll draw her bald-headed. Hello and welcome to the senses-shattering sixth episode of the Bullpen Bulletins podcast, a celebration of all things Marvel. I'm Vince B. And I'm David Price. And for this episode, we have something a little bit different for you. To borrow a term from our buddies over at Around Comics, we threw together a roundtable discussion on Skype. A virtual roundtable. And I can't tell you how excited I am about this episode. But I'm going to try. Yeah. I ha- I ha- those who have been listening to the show since our inception know that, not to pat myself on the back, but it sounded pretty good. And that's because I am a perfectionist and an obsessive compulsive and a control freak. So I would pour over our conversations and take out every imperfection editing these things for hours and hours. And I listened to the last episode and I said to David... We sound like a couple of robots. It, it it just didn't seem 
natural to me. Our, our discussions sounded a little on the force side, a little too processed to me. So I'm stepping back as far as editing goes, and I'm just going to let our conversations unfold from here on in, warts and all, imperfections, because... Again, I listened to this Skype conversation after the fact in 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 reading it for distribution, and it was just so much fun and so exciting to hear a group of what are my favorite people on this planet: Chris Neesman, Dan C, aka Papercut, Miguel from Portugal, Matt, Matt, Matt Kramer, yeah, Matt Kramer, Jay Scarzi. It was it was just so much fun. It was a loose, informal discussion. A bunch of comic book fans sitting around talking about what they love the most. And the immediacy and just the the reality of it, I guess it just it impressed me. So from now on, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get warts and all comic discussion because it's real. And, and I love it. And I'm just excited about it. So... Hopefully my liver's going to forgive me. Yeah. (laughs) You were quite animated towards the end of the conversation. And I will issue a little bit of a warning that the audio quality is not perfect. And that's as it should be. There's hisses and pops and crackles. And anyone who talks on Skype on a regular basis knows that the more participants you add to a conversation, the slower and the more tenuous the program becomes and you'll get imperfections and audio glitches but that's the nature of the beast when when dealing with Skype so what you heard is what what you're about to hear I should say is what we heard as we were involved in this conversation and it, it's just a beautiful beautiful thing oh it's, it's, it's a great conversation I mean you said it, it it's a great conversation with a bunch of great guys um, it was it was natural it was, you know, there weren't people might have been stepping on each other as far as as uh, points that they were trying to get across, but you know, really, it 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 was very much like it would be on a Wednesday or a Thursday, depending on the country, at the comic shop. Exactly. Talking with a bunch of friends, people get animated, people get rowdy, people try to prove a point, people want to make sure their point is heard, and um, it was it was it, it was a and because I think a couple of us did have some, uh, did did did, to, did do some imbibbing before the uh, the the show, um, <laughs> it, it it made the conversation maybe a little bit more rum. Yeah, and some of us imbibbed a little bit too much, but yes, some of us you'll, did. You'll hear that, and it's it's just a it's just an awesome awesome thing, and I have to thank everybody who participated in it, even David. It was just so much fun. <laughs> and it, it's so real at one point we're talking about the death of Betty Ross and nobody could remember how she died so we just looked it up on Wikipedia as we were talking and you can hear little keystrokes being typed in the background and it's it's so much fun I hope it's so much fun and I hope you guys enjoy that we have a couple of items on the agenda you wanted to talk about there buddy uh, well first and and you'll be hearing from the gentleman soon enough um, our buddy Dan C. Papercut has decided to have a criminal giveaway. Um, basically, he just wants people to 
Try This Book by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. And I read it last weekend. It's a great read. I was hooked between Phillips' art and, and, and the writing of, of, of Mr. Brubaker and, and the, the, the world that these people are living in. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm really in a, I, I don't know a lot about everybody yet, but that's fine. It's, it's starting off as a, on, on a real good foot. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm sold on the book and I have no problems recommending it to other people. And, um, and Dan has decided to give you a copy. If you want to give it a shot, if you, uh, if, if you're on the fence about it, if you're not sure if it's something you'd be interested in, PM Dan, send Dan a private message, uh, go to the forum. He's, uh, his, his, uh, his handle is Papercut. So look for Papercut on the Bullpen Bulletins forum or the Around Comics forum. And, um, and he'll uh, he'll get back to you too sweet, and you know see if we can see if we can get more people on this book because it's it's also a book that needs your support on a monthly basis. You have a lot of people that that wait for those collected editions. I hope this becomes a collected edition because it deserves that treatment. But that's not the audience this book is intended for. This 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 book needs your monthly support, and. Um, and, and more books like this need to be made. So if you get on it and and buy this book, uh, you know you want. And if if you if you don't like it, tell me why. Give me. I mean, don't just say, "Oh, I'm not a fan of his art," or yeah, I just I can get more from watching Turner Classic movies. You know, g- give me a valid reason why you don't think, you know, or you tried it, you don't like it. I, I'd like to know, good or bad what your thoughts were on it and and like i said everybody needs to uh needs to buy the it needs to read this book and although even though we say everybody it's not an all ages book so we need to make sure that that is known right off the bat um but you know these these aren't nice people that he's writing about but from what i can tell these are real people so i just i i'll keep going on and on about it and, and not make much more sense but um <laughs> Just, just you need to. But that that seems to be my my stock and trade. So, you know, like I said, go to go to the forum, look for paper cut. Actually, look for the thread. Um, I think may, maybe we should um, maybe we should make it a sticky, and uh, and just look for the thread and um, give Dan a give Dan a shout. Look up paper cut, give him a shout, and uh, and take it from there. And I think. Criminal is Marvel's best chance right now in jump-starting the Icon imprint into a line that could rival Vertigo. Oh, yeah, it definitely makes him a contender. And and speaking of Vertigo, it, it, if, if you like 100 Bullets, I really think you'll like this book. Right. It has a, a very sleeper-esque air to it, which is a very good thing, because... Sleeper was probably one of my favorite series in the past 20 years. It, it it was just so good. And it's the same team. So, again, if you enjoyed what they did on Sleeper, you'll probably like Criminal. Brubaker, you, you know Brubaker. He's writing Daredevil. He's writing Captain America. He's writing Uncanny X-Men. You know, he, he's he's got the chops. And Sean Phillips, you most recently came across his artwork in the five issue Marvel Zombies. So if you enjoyed the art and and the artwork actually artwork's a little bit different 
than it was in zombies. He, he's, he's pretty, I, I think he's, he's uh, bringing another level to criminal. He, uh, he upped his game a little bit, I think. Yeah, amazing Hellblazer covers and work for the guys down the street. It's he's a he's an artist's artist. He's very very good. Yeah. And uh, like I said, if Marvel notices the support for this book and the imprint under which it's published could grow. So if Criminal takes off, it will open the door for other creator-owned work, and that's what Marvel needs. More, I agree, yeah. more creator-owned work. Even though we just got them running down their their uh, their superhero credentials, there, there are no capes and cowls in, in in this series. Right. So if you're put if, if you want to try something different than superheroes, now's your chance. If um, you know, in real life, just give it a shot. That's 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 all I'm asking. Brubaker does not disappoint. No. Pick up this book, and it's not going to cost you anything. If you take advantage of Dan's offer, you'll get it for free. And, you know, I'll bet that you'll probably like the book. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and oh, the one disclaimer is this is only open to those in the continental United States. Right. Dan's doing it out of the goodness of his heart. He doesn't want to have to spend 20 bucks shipping it to you. So Yeah. <laughs> and what a guy. You, I mean, there's nothing unlikable about Dan. He's just endearing on so many damn levels. The guy makes me sick. I, I like his soft little hands, I keep telling you. Yeah. He's a beautiful person. He really is. So what else we got? Um, have we mentioned the Frapper map? No, we did not. Okay. If you go to the Bullpen Bulletins website located at bullpenbulletinspodcast.com you will see a link up the top of the page for the Frapper map. Go ahead, click on that, and stamp yourself on there. Uh, pop in your name, your zip code, and uh, it'll do the rest. Go ahead and add your pin, and uh, you'll get to see where you live anywhere in the world next to uh, other listeners of the show, other fans of, of uh, Marvel Comics and comics in general. And uh, you know, we've got... Um, we, we, we seem to be spread out a little bit over the U.S. We've got a couple of East Coasters, we've got a couple of West Coasters, and a few folks in between. And, uh, and, and thankfully, we have, uh, we have somebody overseas, because Mike was nice enough to make sure he, uh, he got Portugal on the map. And um, Let's be honest, we wouldn't have a Bullpen Bulletin show without Mike. <laughs> no, well, yeah, that's true. I think our forum would be uh, like a whole two pages. <laughs> um, but he, you know, and I, and, and we can knock it, we can laugh at it because it, it's, he makes it worthwhile. I mean, if, if, if he wasn't bringing anything substantial to it, then, you know, it wouldn't even be worth mentioning. But the fact that he, he seems to go out of his way to make sure that he, he, uh, he posts things that, he feels are deserving of, of your attention. So, and we appreciate that a lot. Yeah. It's very rare that you get an intelligent poster with that much energy, but we managed somehow to, to find one and he's, he's gold. He's, 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 he's pretty much exclusive to us too. He told me that he, he may be a registered member of a couple other forms, but as far as when it comes to posting, He's. I, I know he's posted. I believe twice at the Around Comics forum, but he. Um, Another good forum. Absolutely, and and I actually I told him I said that you know they they, they deserve his time anyway. So um, you know he's he's uh, 
he seems to be hell bent on making sure that uh, that I, actually I'm I'm waiting one morning to wake up and just find the first page of forum posts with with threads started by uh, by organic matter. Yep. See, see, uh, paying someone in crack is very effective. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we kid. We kid because we love. That's and maybe right. Because it's true, but mostly because we love. Yeah, I know what I wanted to bring up. This has really no bearing on anyone but myself. But I finally scored a Marvel Legends Man Thing. Get out! Yeah, this sucker has eluded me for so long. And I'll, I'll be honest, I'm a cheap bastard. I'm not going to pay more than, you know, suggested retail for these things. So it, sure. takes, it takes me a lot longer to get them. But I was at Target last week, and I just happened to stumble upon the new wave of X-Men classics. And they had Iceman and uh, Ultimate Sabretooth. So I knew they were desirable figures, so I just picked them up, and I traded the Iceman for the man thing with someone on the Toy News International uh, forum. So I have a man thing now. And it nice. is it is absolutely gorgeous. It is by far the best Marvel Legends figure that they've ever done. It comes with a little swamp base and he's he's very detailed and he's got like branches sticking out of his back. It's it, I can die a happy man now because I have my Marvel Legends man thing. That's and it great. and if Anyone listening collects Marvel Legends figures, and I know there's a lot of people who do. We have a section of our forum where we, you know, discuss Marvel Legends and we trade pieces back and forth, and we keep an eye out for figures that we know other people on the board is, are looking for. So that's another thing our forum is good for. We we network uh, toy collectors too. So if you haven't jumped on our forum, by all means do so. It's a lot of fun. Just even even if you just want to say hi, I mean, get your you know that use use that to get your uh, to get your feet wet. You know, just just pop in, say hi, and uh, if you know, and, and by all means, peruse it. See if there's something there that you're interested in reading or contributing to. Um, we, uh, I think, we we uh, I don't I don't think anybody bites. We're we're all very well behaved. And tell me if someone isn't. Because we're not, we we, we, we we don't cotton to no uh, horseplay, but because we we seem to do that ourselves. But we uh, yeah. we try to um, you know no 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 trash talk, no flaming, no uh, no outright insults. No, it's not a very typical forum. Everybody is just we know everyone knows one another and is comfortable in their virtual presence. So it's it's just like it's an online comic store really it's yeah. just like shooting the the shit with your buddies on wednesday it's every day of the week and and getting back to marvel legends real quick you know it it kind of started with rick gordon when i was on the pop cult online we were talking about action figures and he mentioned uh that day that he and i were talking that he picked up an iron fist which made me go ooh, and because i'm a huge iron fist fan and um I I held off on buying any toys for the longest time. I mean, I, I had figures. I had G.I. Joe's. I had The Secret Wars by Mattel. I, I had I had a few action figures here and there, the superpowers that uh, that all seemed to be based on Jack Kirby artwork. Um, and I kind of stayed away. I was able to, to fight off the temptation for a long time. And even, even at Wizard World, you know, not that 
the pieces there were cheap. I mean, everybody there was trying to rip you off. We all knew that. But that's probably where I finally realized that these these ain't your daddy's toys. The, the, the amount of detail... I mean, granted, you know, you may not need articulation so much where, you know, every finger moves, but they're still... They're nice-looking figures. And I... I picked up, I saw at Walmart, I picked up a Black Panther and a Cyclops. And then from there, I found an Iron Fist, which looks really nice. And I also picked up a Spider-Man and a Mr. Sinister. And then most recently, because I came across him, just, I, I picked it up because I hadn't seen it on the shelf. I, I did pick up a Wolverine, and it looks pretty sharp in that yellow and blue outfit. Oh, yeah. Now, you have the green Iron Fist, right? Yes, I don't have the red variant. <laughs> Damn, I, I was hoping you didn't know about it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and the same thing happened with me. I originally bought a Doctor Strange because I love the character, and the sculpt is very nice on that. And I I kind of held off for the longest time, but once I saw the completed Sentinel, which was you know you would get a piece of the Sentinel which with every figure in that that wave. Once I saw the Sentinel put together, I had to have one. It is unbelievable. Really? Yes, it is so good and so detailed, and it's it's. Well, it's not saying much, but it's the best representation of a Sentinel to date. There have been a few, and most of them are just like bricks. They're all clunky, but this is a, is a work of art. And I completed the Sentinel, and it's been downhill ever since. And they're not perfect. For every... There are some bad figures. Oh, yeah, because I'm, I'm looking at the back of this, and and this this bishop needs to lay off the roids. Right, but for every bad figure, there's ten good ones, at least. The um, Onslaught Build-A-Figure is gorgeous. The Mr. Sinister figure is great. The Abomination. The, the Green Goblin, again, is probably the best Green Goblin ever done. You get the glider, and with the pumpkin bomb in the hand, and the, the, the detail in the scales and the face, it's just perfect. It's, they're gorgeous figures. And then you have Blackheart, which sucks out loud. Yeah. And, you know, X-23 isn't all that great. But And, and, the, and the most recent wave with Longshot and Psylocke and original armor Iron Man, eh, nothing to write home about. But the wave after that, which is the last Toy Biz wave, has Captain Marvel. So that's going to be... And Beta Ray Bill. So that's... Nice. Yeah, that's going to be something to keep an eye out for. And the build a figure in that wave is Modoc, and we all know how much David loves Modoc. Oh yes, like the plague. <laughs> hey, you don't want a little head? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing little about that head. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a I'm a diehard Marvel Legends junkie. Well, you know, thank thank you, Rick. Thank you, Vince, because I I, I, I told Renee I says you know I said that I when I bought the Wolverine, she was with me at the store. I says. Now, I know because I ended up catching up with her in the in the store, and she saw that I had Wolverine in, in the cart, and she just like kind of put her head down and shook it. And I was just like, I said, No, 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 you gotta understand. I says, 
you can't find this one like in too many places. This, is this, this from what I'm told, this is pretty scarce, at least around these parts. Yeah, so, it's it's so nice. It's uh, one of the ones that always flies off the peg first. So it's well, never mind the fact that it's Wolverine, but it's um, I said I, I said you know I can, I said they one one weekend they did have all the figures of the Sentinel series. I could have left there building a Sentinel if I wanted to, but I told her, I said, I don't like all the figures in this wave. So just, just to be able to, pe- I, I think I'm missing, I didn't buy Angel, even though that's, that was a heavy package. Yeah, it's a horrible figure though. Um, and I didn't, I didn't bother with Mystique or Omega Red. So I'm missing two pieces for the Sentinel. So I'm not even, I'm not even so gung-ho about it. I mean, it'd be nice to have the Sentinel, but I'm not going to spend the money on another two figures to get the two pieces I need. So, yeah, but see, the way I think about it is, you're buying the piece you need for the Sentinel. You're not. I mean, what you do with the figure, throw it away or give it, you know, to a, a neighborhood kid or something. Toy for tots. When, when you actually see the Sentinel together, it is worth every penny. And see, I planted the seed, buddy. Yeah, you gotta stop. But that's stop. What, that's what our forum is for. Just throw a message on there saying, "Hey, guys, I need two pieces of the Sentinel. I'll trade, you know." what I got for it and nine out of ten times you'll get a reply Matt not be the one you want but. Matt Kramer who you'll hear in a couple minutes sent me the arm I needed to complete my apocalypse thank you Matt that's great yeah uh, n- newly newly married Matt by the time he probably oh, hears this that's right he'll, he'll, he has a wedding this weekend yeah that cosmic awareness is going to come in real handy with a woman <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Congratulations. Best of luck, Matt. Yeah. yeah. And um, going back to the apocalypse, they pulled a fast one, and I didn't really notice it until it was too late. But um, towards the end of the apocalypse series run, they changed the color of the apocalypse pieces from blue to black. Get out. Yes, they did. So you can build a blue tinted apocalypse or you can build a black tinted apocalypse and so i'm buying these figures and the last one i needed was x23 which was again for whatever reason one of the tough ones to get at a certain time now she's all over the place but so i picked up the figure and i'm putting them together and you know i have my apocalypse and i put it on the shelf and i was reading some some messages on a a forum saying yeah they changed the color and I said, man, what a dick thing to do. And I look over at my apocalypse, and the damn thing has a black <laughs> chest. Oh, so, so he's got he's got two blue arms, two blue legs, and a black chest. But you know what? It doesn't look that bad. Okay. Yeah. Right. Do you know, I mean, did they just stop? Or did they stop with one color and just pick up with the other? Or are there some that... No, it, it's it's mixed. You can still get both. Okay. okay. And because uh, Toy Biz as of I think the beginning of the year no longer has the license to do Marvel Legends Hasbro now has the license so they're trying to get they're trying to deplete all that warehouse stock by just you know flooding the market that's why the Sentinel was so easy to get because they re-released those they just had a bunch of stock and they they just flooded the, the stores with them so what was once tough to get is now pretty commonplace and and that makes me scratch my head a little bit. Maybe someone can tell me if this is true or not, or how it's changed. But I thought Toy Biz was a uh, was was part or was partly owned by Marvel. Yeah, I don't think that's the case anymore. Okay. Yeah, I think Marvel and Toy Biz have parted company. Okay. Yeah, 
But you know who would be able to tell you that would be Cinch. Cinch is up on everything toy-related, and he is a good member of our forum and always seems to have a comment about everything. So, again, <laughs> you know, Cinch is the man. If, if he's the go-to guy as far as Marvel Legends are concerned. So, Well, then, then, then Cinch, go ahead and tell me why Toy Biz and Marvel have... Uh or Toy Biz is not doing Marvel figures anymore. Yeah. And he'll be able to tell you. Guaranteed. The last thing before we get to the main part, the, the festivities, um, and since it does kind of fit in with, with the Halloween theme, only because the character's name is, is Space Phantom, um, did you read the fourth issue of Beyond yet, or are you getting that via... That's coming DCBS. I did not okay. read that yet. It's, it's still fun. It's it's the fourth issue out of six. Um, I just you know I'm sure you st- most people should still be able to get the first three issues. This is a fun little mini. It's 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 not heavy. It's not just not you know, no heavy lifting. You're not going to have to have a lot of thought going on. The the characters in the book are you know not really heavy a listers, but you have some good ones in there like Gravity, like the Wasp like Venom, um, Deathlock, who is, is a favorite of, of, of Vince and myself. Um, it's, it's a good read. And, um, and I, I think that's, that's one of the better books I, I read this past week. It, it was a, uh, as I don't remember, I, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since I've been to the shop, which is probably why anything that came out this week, I don't have any, uh, I don't have any knowledge on, but um, it's, it's getting it's getting very good word of mouth because it's a solid series, and I'd go as far as to say it's probably one of the best minis I've read all year. Okay. Do you compare Beyond to a bunch of miniseries released by the competition earlier in the year? The Beyond blows every one of them away. I don't know if that's really fair, only because those a lot of those minis were all interconnected. Don't care. That, okay. That, <laughs> I, I, I we've we, we've gone on record. We have said, you know, why we've it was and and it's been written down. And although that that form seems to have um, the form has has the the CGS form has been reincarnated, and um, and our thoughts on. Uh, infinite crisis have 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 disappeared into the ether unless the form the old form can come back. But we have we have gone on record, even on other podcasts where we've 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 stated our displeasure with with uh, with infinite crisis. As far as the beyond goes, it's a self-contained miniseries that is a joy to read. Oh yeah, it 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 recaptures the gosh golly gee whiz. Days of comic books. Yeah, I can't believe they did that. I mean, every every issue like ended with, you mean they're ending it there? I I need to know what happens. Yeah, now. and it, it's so cool that it's tied to the Beyonder and the Secret Wars. And yeah, back in the days when comic books were a hell of a lot of fun, and you didn't have all this baggage 
that you needed to carry on board with you when you took the trip. It's just a stripped-down, streamlined, good old-fashioned superhero slugfest. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm loving every page of it. And I'm so glad that Dwayne McDuffie has been picked to write Fantastic Four. If he can bring the energy and the enthusiasm he's showing in the beyond to Fantastic Four, it is going to be a legendary run. I mark my words. Fantastic Four under JMS has been a little heavy from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And and to me, that doesn't always have to be Marvel's first family. And I'm I'm really optimistic, and I'm really looking forward to uh, to Dwayne McDuffie on the title. It, yeah, but it's 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 a great it's a great time to be reading Marvel comics. That I can tell you. Oh, yeah. just think about what we're currently experiencing: Civil War, the Beyond, um, Doctor the, Strange. Yes, the return the, of Iron Fist. It's just, it's a good, good time to be a Marvel fan. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, brother, let's, before we uh, overstay our welcome, let's jump into this conversation. Now, uh, I think we should do a little bit of a roll call just so everybody knows who's who. You will hear Around Comics' Chris Neesman, Matt Kramer, a.k.a. Darth Kramer. Organic Matter, also known as Mike from Portugal. Yes, uh, Jay Scarzi comes in towards the end. Dan C. Papercut comes in. And I think. And you and I. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Oh, but which is the reason why everybody came here. I mean, you know, let's be serious. I forgot my top hat. And, and, and by all means, because the topic was deaths and resurrections and rebirths, let us know what your favorite one is. You yeah. know, who, who are you glad they brought back? Who are you glad stayed dead? Who do you wish? They bring back, and you know, let us let let us. Yeah, we know it's comic books. We know nobody ever really dies, and it's it it may make for a good enough story. But uh, you know, it's it's we just want to know what uh, you know. A lot of, a lot of times, when people are telling a story, like you'll find out when we talk about the death of Captain Marvel. Sometimes this these stories affect people on a totally different way on a totally different level and you know you can't you can't really dismiss that and you have to everybody takes something different from every story so you know it, it and I think we we had a blast talking about this topic it's it's something that we could probably revisit and and I'd love to talk to these guys anytime and I had so much fun doing this that I think it should be a regular part of our monthly bullpen bulletins show i think we should do this at least once a month and that's an open invitation to anyone listening anyone on the forum if you'd like to participate let us know and we'll set up a time where everybody can get together and you can join in on the fun this is not exclusive this is an open invitation to everyone we want to have you on this show it's like open mic night yeah Improvisation. Maybe Tom Caters will will, will join us next time. That would that would be great. I'd I'd love to hear him. But he, um, even though he's exclusive to around comics, you know, I'm I'm just worried that we'll end up with so many people on the show that my job will be in jeopardy. Uh, I don't think so. And but that's the joy of it. If 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 we can't talk comics with everyone. I mean, why are we doing this? That's that's right. that's why I'm in this game. I love to talk comic books, 
And I love to talk comics with as many people as I can because the more people you get, the more the, the, the different viewpoints you'll get. And, and that's what it's all about. I, you may get someone who doesn't see the cap, death of Captain Marvel in the same light that I did. And that's very important. Absolutely right. Yeah. And Sal, what the hell is wrong with you? Get on Skype, buddy. I want Sal, Brian Salazar, to participate. Ooh, calling him out. Yeah, I mean, Jesus. It's gonna he, be like West Side Story. I've never seen him on Skype, Ooh, and and he yeah. has he has so many intelligent and worthwhile opinions on comics that I would love for him to join in with us. So Sal, I don't know. Would, would, would we would we be able to talk about Badger when we're talking about uh, Marvel comics? Yeah, why not? Reinhold. Well, we could tie it. We could tie it into Bill Reinhold thinking Ron Garney on, yeah. uh, on Amazing Spider-Man. It all comes back to Marvel. They're the Kevin Bacon of comics. <laughs> <laughs> so, without further ado, here's our first bullpen bulletins Skype roundtable. Enjoy. Hail Satanic Majesty! Hail Mighty Master of Evil! Tormentor of lost souls, paragon of perfidy, antichrist, vilest of the vile, respected foe of Jehovah and the archangel, usurper, seducer, panderer supreme. Hail! <laughs> so what's with this little thing we're asking, huh? A few rotting corpses to serve our meager needs. So what's the trouble, hmm? You got the blood you were asking, right? You got Orville, right? You have got the warlock and his war chest, right? Is that a bargain, I ask you? A visit, first class. So where's the goods? <laughs> All right, what should I say? <laughs> From Chicago. In keeping with the holiday spirit, this episode will delve into the best and worst deaths and resurrections in the Marvel Universe. We have uh, assembled a group of comic fans, aficionados, and brain surgeons who will now sound off. Who do we got in, in our little group here? Well, don't all chime in at once. <laughs> Bucky Barnes. That's Mr. Chris Neesman <laughs> from the Great Around Comics podcast. Oh, I don't know if great. Okay. No, it's, it's great. Be better than crappy. Stand up no, for it yourself. Great. It's great. <laughs> Thank you, Vance. Hello, David. Hi, Chris. Miss you. <laughs> oh, kisses. Absolutely. From the far-flung reaches of Portugal... We have Mr. Organic Mike. Matter himself, Mr. Mike. Yeah. Hi, people. Hi, Mike. Miss you, too. <laughs> uh, Matt Kramer, Cosmic. Hello. Yeah. And, uh, cosmic Entity himself. The Cosmic Aficionado par excellence. And that's it for this round. Don't sell yourself short. And me. Boy, this is going to be heavily edited. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the theme, Marvel Deaths and Resurrections. Matt, I think you have a favorite death in the Marvel Universe. Would you like to talk about that? Oh, of course. And that would be 
Captain Marvel, the original Marvel. And let's see, what can I say about it? it? He was probably the most powerful character in the Marvel Universe, but he then had one of the most human deaths possible, where he wasn't killed by some laser beam or wasn't didn't have some other elaborate death. He died of cancer. So, and, and I think it's also worthy of note that in the death of Captain Marvel proper, there's really no superhero battles in that. That's true. They yep. Starlin went out of his way to take Captain Marvel out in the least recognizable way possible. Thanos didn't kick the crap out of him. I mean, there was a little battle between Thanos and Captain Marvel, but it never really happened in the physical sense. It was right. it was more of a conceptual battle, but th- there was a, a huge gathering of superheroes, and not one punch was thrown, basically. And that was so far beyond the beaten track then, and not even now, that when you look at that that death, it just makes it even more powerful, in my opinion. Exactly. And also, it was the way, a way for Jim Starlin to come to terms with his own father's death, who had just recently died of cancer. And in the book, Starlin takes on the Rick Jones role. Well, obviously, his father is Captain Marvel. Yeah, and that's another reason why I wouldn't touch that that uh, character with a ten foot pole because not only would you uh, have would you undo the greatness that Starlin did with that story, but you'd also tamper with a real world death in a manner of speaking, right? And exactly. But but isn't that a risk you run? And I I'm I'm against bringing him back just a hundred percent. I just want that known. But isn't that sort of a risk you run? using a company-owned character to kind of reflect your own personal... I don't want to say agenda, but you know what I mean. I mean, right. isn't that a risk that Jim Starlin's running by, by... even though the story's over 20 years old, just by telling this story? Well, any of those guys... It's, it's, it's Jim Starlin. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Right. <laughs> well, why? Because why, why? Because he's a big badass and he's That's a stud. Right. So, you know, it's... Uh, uh, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, but... You know, I, I think this is, you know, not just by fans, but from, you know, executives on down. I think this is probably the most revered death in comics. It, this is the one that, that I, I've heard people say that if there's, you know, one character that will never be brought back, it's Captain Marvel. Because the way that his death was handled, you, you couldn't you couldn't pick a more poignant or more important way for a hero to, to die. And I think that, that most of your, you know, quote-unquote responsible uh, comic personnel out there are going to respect that. So that's the one guy I would expect to never see come, you know, come back to life. Right. Well, let's be honest with this, it, with, especially with corporate-owned characters. If Captain Marvel sold... 300,000 comic books a month, Starlin would never have been allowed to do what he did with the character. Oh, no way. But he was a fringe superhero who 
probably skirted the line of cancellation many times in the course of his career. And so they basically said, we got nothing to lose with this. Let Starlin do what he wants. Maybe he'll sell us a few books. And because of that, because Captain Marvel was underneath the radar, it turned into the most meaningful death in Marvel Comics history, I think. There's nothing that even comes close. I mean, Phoenix has become a laughing stock with the amount of time she's come back. True. But Marvel has always, Captain Marvel has always been the untouchable one, which I see the signs now with what's going on in Civil War, especially with the negative zone prison, and it scares the hell out of me that they're going to actually do it, bring them back. The, the, no. the, I don't know. Yeah. The, I hope not. But they the, ain't bringing him back. This this is the closest they've come to hinting at it. I think. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, he's he's popped up a couple times here and there, but never as a permanent thing, or at least the threat of a permanent return. Right. They'll they'll, do, the, they'll they'll do it with his son if they if they bring back quote unquote Marvel. It, it'll be it'll be the the kid. Well, I wouldn't mind seeing Jenis back, and that there's, mm-hmm. that's another series that ended much too quickly for my tastes. Well, the, you know, from you know, we look at like marketing and licensing and that kind of stuff. And I always, you guys know, I'm a big Hero Clicks dork, and so I always look <laughs> at the upcoming Hero Clicks sets that are coming out, and they've got uh, all three incarnations of of Janice out there. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. So it's I, I would expect to see him in comics if if they're you know doing the licensing push with him. So so just a nugget. Yeah, and the thing about the death of Captain Marvel is I I almost can't read it uh, anymore because there's a couple of spots in that where it's just too damn emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah. the part where Rick Jones comes into the room and he's crying to to. Uh, a bedridden Marvel, and the thing is just looking at Rick Jones, and the thing's face is priceless. I mean, I can't. It's it's just too much emotion for one comic story. And then the the part that really gets me is when the Skrull uh, general comes in and gives uh, Marvel the Skrull Medal of Honor or Valor in battle. I mean, what would it take for your most hated enemy? To actually come to your deathbed and give you a medal that yeah. that kills me every time I read it. It's yeah. a, it's a great story. I just I hope they have the sense to leave it alone. Here's hoping. Yeah, yeah. but I, mean, I we, we we've had we well you told me that that uh, we've had I mean obviously we've had Bucky come back. You've you've told me about about Uncle Ben mm-hmm. as far as. Uh, friendly neighborhood spider-man goes so i mean you know they 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 can kind of and and i would i I would leave it up to peter david to kind of you know fool around with things like that as far as uncle ben is concerned um but no i i I think and and because because of low sales and and that's i'm sure a main reason why they allowed jim starlin to do what he did even if they did bring Captain Marvel back. Even if they did bring Marvel back, and it was you know he was he was he appeared on the last page of Civil War number seven or, or, or Annihilation number six, whatever whatever happens that they bring him back like they did with Thor in Civil War number three. If they tried to give you an oh shit moment, you know how long before if they decided to push him in a monthly series, how long before 
that series would start to see numbers dwindle. I think it would be rather quickly because I think to with the comic reading public in general, all they know Captain Marvel from is his death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the the most I mean those that 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 might have bought the life and death uh, trade paperback. I mean, they might, but again, these are stories that were told in what the seventies, the early eighties. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how relevant will he be to to, to I mean, okay, let let. Let's to to what, all, all the all those twelve year olds out there reading comics, David. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm I'm talking to Mike now. Let's let let's oh, talk okay. to Mike, who's who's a relatively who's who's been in comics, but he told me himself he could care less for the issue where we did the bargain bins because the comics before he was reading comics don't exist. He doesn't care about. It. So if it, you know if if they decided to bring Captain Marvel back, Mike, knowing that you know the furor that it's bringing on our boards and elsewhere. Would you be interested in reading a Captain Marvel comic book? Uh, not really, but not not because it's Captain Marvel, but just because I read Life and Death, and I just don't think they should bring him back. Nicely put. Right. And that's from a new comic reader, so okay. Or, or, <laughs> or, or, or someone coming back into comic books. I don't think there's any plot device, any story construct that would equal the magnitude of death of Captain Marvel. Because in my opinion, if you're going to cancel out that story, you better have something as powerful on the other end to balance it. And it's just not possible. The the oh shit moment that they're going to get out of it in Civil War, if that's in fact what they have planned, there's no payoff that's going to equal the humanity and the actual emotion that he put into that original story. I, I, it's impossible in my mind to do that. So why even try? Why piss on Captain Marvel's grave just for a money shot in a in a current series when you have this story that was so well written that it's hasn't been tampered with since. But, but uh, that uh, hasn't stopped him before. Right, and and it's all about the almighty dollar, and I I recognize that. But there is a certain point where. You know, I mean, and let's be honest, how much monetary gain are they going to have out of putting Captain Marvel in a current series? Like like Chris said, all the 12-year-olds out there who know who Captain Marvel is, nobody knows. The, the, the only people who know who he is are the ones who lived the stories back in the 70s or who have done their homework and who have gone back and, and, and through back issues and collected editions and, and read these amazing stories. Would you would you feel differently about it if it was Starwin that brought him back? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I would. Okay. Because that could mean a lot of things. It could mean that Starlin has actually come to terms with what happened to him and has lived through it and wants to tell another story about what he's experienced. And yeah, let him do it. But anyone other than Starlin, no. No. I don't see, like I said, I don't see any any valid reason why they would want to bring him back. No, it was a, it was a, as close as you can get to a a perfect comic book death that has been respected. Right. So yeah, you know, you know, leave it be. Yeah. And uh, David and Chris are pretty up on the Captain America lore. Mm-hmm. I heard as far as Ed Brubaker goes. Yeah. Yeah, and um, <laughs> from what I've experienced. Uh, Brubaker's 
resurrection of Bucky has been very well thought out. Oh wait, should we should we mention that there are spoilers throughout this episode? I mean, <laughs> yeah. not, maybe not everybody's up to date. We uh, well, let, let me put it this way: we're going to talk about comic books, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, yeah, David. Uh, be, before uh, before this last run on Captain America, I would say that there were you know two or three comic book characters that should never ever come back from the dead, and that would be like Captain Marvel uh, and 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 Bucky. And I'll be damned if if he didn't pull it off. He he really did. I was I I was um, I was quite. I mean, it wasn't. I I thought maybe at first as I was reading the original issues when they were coming out that um, that maybe it was just somebody fucking around with Cap. It wasn't really Bucky Barnes. It was just you know it 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 was all just bait and switch. But you're right. It, he it was it it pulled it off. I mean I've I've come to the realization that yes this is Bucky. And even even with the bionic arm, which which you know, if this was the '90s, this would have meant buku bucks. But you know, it it, it it still works based on based on the character. Um, I I I'd like to know more about Bucky. I mean, we're, we're we're getting glimpses of him. We've seen him aside from Captain America. We've also seen him in Wolverine, and. The less said about that appearance, the better, I think, because that wasn't one of the character's brightest moments. But the oh, his appearance in Wolverine, which I thought might what could have been nice, could have been handled better. If I just can't get that whole retarded gimmick with the covering himself up in news ink, so that you know. Oh, I thought so, that was awesome. Did you, man? <laughs> yeah, I, that I thought was that was corny awesome. As hell. Oh, have I you just, have you ever have you ever been in a printing press? I've been. I. I it's been a while. I mean, with, yeah. with the campus, I mean, I've I've yeah. been around, yeah. but I mean, you're right. I mean, yeah, it, it could work, but I mean, the fact that he stripped himself down so that he could, you know, full Wolverine, and it was just, I mean, maybe the whole thing, maybe would everything else I was reading at the time, maybe just kind of it. Yeah, he 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 went, he went like totally badass Schwarzenegger and Commando style, you know. <laughs> It was it was awesome. I guess Predator, whenever you know, covered himself in the mud or whatever. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what, what? What's interesting about the whole Bucky character and death and resurrection is that you know you look at at someone like you know Jean Grey or Captain Marvel or Elektra or you know whatever you know famous comic book death, especially on the Marvel side, and the death was a huge story. Now the death of Bucky. When when did we actually know that Bucky died? It is something that I think is really interesting. And I mean, when what what is what issue is that? Is it is it Avengers number four? See, yeah, that's what I was trying to find out. Did we just find did did, did we find out about Bucky dying, quote unquote, in a flashback that yeah. That, that Steve Rogers lived, or did it actually happen in a Captain America comic by Simon and Kirby? No, uh, it's uh, as and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but as far as as far as I know, uh, the death of Bucky was a a modern day flashback when they introduced Cap into the Silver Age. So then we never really, un- unlike Marvel, we never saw, we, we we never actually in real time, so to speak, we never saw Bucky mm-hmm. die. 
Yeah, there was a never never an issue of the death of Bucky. Okay. Yeah. All right. it, it's it's just always kind of been you know comic book lore almost. It's just the his, It's more the history of Captain America than the history of of Bucky Barnes. Okay. So then I then, then I mean I'm 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 perfectly and I it even with that I'm 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 fine with the way Brew Baker has handled it and and maybe it's because maybe it was the timing I I, I remember the interview you did with Byrne where he said that you know he John Byrne and Roger Stern thought about it but then mm-hmm. but then what would happen then where would you go with it and 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 maybe maybe in the eighties the time wasn't right but. The way the character works now, the way Captain America's mindset is, it 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 does. It I, I don't know if it feels a hundred percent right, but it does fit in in the way Captain America is working today. Yeah, I think it's yeah, Bucky has always kind of been looked at as one of those like really cherished dead characters you know it's like you know because it was you know almost like a historic death in in marvel history that no one wanted to touch that character with a 10-foot pole and 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 you're right you know burn and and roger stern had talked about it and they wanted to bring him back in a real graceful way but they were afraid of the next person to get a hold of that character and what they could do. And, you know, I'm still kind of afraid of that after Brubaker is done with Captain America at whatever time. But I tell you what, he, he handled it in a way that made sense. And I think that there are a lot of, uh, a lot of fans out there that can look at the way that Brubaker did handle it and say, yeah, you know what? I was totally against it, but then I read it. And you know what? It's a damn good story. So hey, that's what it's about. I mean, I, I can see. I, I don't think you're right. It is. It is that all, all that it's about is being a damn good story. I don't think that. I don't think Wade and Garney could have told this story. And I'm not saying that. You know, I'm not comparing Wade to Brubaker, but I don't think during Wade and Garney's run, or Grunwald's run, or anybody like that, I don't think anybody else could have really done it the way it's been done right now. That's what I'm saying. That I just think I, 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 whether it was a timing thing or whether this was just this was the writer that because 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 Brubaker's also done some amazing things in Daredevil, which we won't go into. But <laughs> he, he he the fact that he's telling a, and and like I said, we're not we're not we're not being hit over the head with hey it's Bucky hey here's I mean we we found out what he's been doing through the years. We got the cute little flashback with him being in the same halfway house where Johnny Storm found Namor. We 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 have cute little little flashbacks like that and we know based on someone's diaries what Bucky's been up to and, and how he came to who he is now. But um but we haven't been hit over the head. We haven't this isn't this isn't the nineties Punisher or Wolverine where, you know, Bucky's in every single Marvel comic book. We're just getting little bits and pieces and, and what was nice was in the, the last the last chapter of, of uh, 21st Century Blitz where, like I said, Bucky pulled a Batman where Captain America was standing there on the pier and Bucky's right next to him and then Cap turns around and Bucky's gone. 
Well, I mean, Brubaker knows and has known from the beginning of the series that it, it's not the Bucky comic book. I mean, it's still Captain America, and I buy that series because I like what Brubaker is doing with the Captain America character, right. and and the you know, the whole Winter Soldier and and the whole Bucky storyline has been a huge part of that. But it's still primarily about Cap, and will always be about Cap, and. Uh, I, I think that if you're looking at, at Bucky as a plot tool, I think it's 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 being used, and, and Brubaker is using him as a way to really get inside of Steve Rogers' head and find out more about what that character thinks. And it, it just kind of you know keeps peeling away these layers, showing the isolation that Steve Rogers feels as being a man out of time. He's always been a man out of time. And now there's a person out there that is from his past, from his time. And it's the first time that, that cat probably feels like there's someone to feel connected to in a really long time. So I think one of the main reasons why Brubaker's work with Bucky works so well is because his stock and trade is realism. He's mm-hmm. he writes very realistic dialogue. He writes very realistic plot situations. The political slant that a lot of his things have, they're all very very realistic. They're ripped from the real world. Whereas if Wade did it, or if say Grunwald did it, they were not to slight their talents, but they're not as realistic writers as Brubaker. So he almost makes it unnatural that this is happening. You don't even question it because it all it seems so damn real. I, in my opinion, I think that's why it was as successful as it was. It, it, you, you feel like it could have had, it, it, it is kind of funny because even when Brubaker is, is writing about, you know, five story, huge robots, it, you kind of feel like they're real. I right. think it happened. You know, that, that's, that's the, the feel that his, that his writing has. I think it's mostly because he's come up as a, as a street level, um, type writer. Uh, he writes great crime, but, you know, it's kind of branched out into, um, you know, more of the um, espionage type things. You know, it's I don't want to get into his to his X Men run, uh, t- you know, at all probably. But you know, I, I feel that you know the closer to the ground that his writing is, the the better, um, the better off we are reading it. Um, and you know, so I'm I'm rambling now. What what where where are we at? <laughs> I agree with you, Chris. <laughs> That's all that matters. I, I took the train way off the track there. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Let's look at... Uh, oh, you've listened to our show before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's look at a topic we've covered recently, and that is the return of Colossus. Another one of those great sacrifices, which has uh, been turned around by someone very well. Joss Whedon did an excellent job in bringing him back for a fairly believable reason but does bringing back a character who sacrificed so much overshadow what what he, what he originally did to cause his death like does it mean anything now that that Colossus gave himself to to uh, cure the legacy virus well, it, I wasn't, I, is I wasn't that diminished the, in any way at the time 
I, I know I wasn't reading the book at the time, so did like we were talking about with Marvell and with Bucky, did we was did we witness the actual death of Peter Rasputin? Miguel, you want to take that? Um, yeah, yeah. And as Kitty says, uh, you actually see, and you through her eyes the 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 um, the whole um, funeral thing. The thing is, um, they bring him back. Well done, I have to say. Uh, but it does diminish somewhat what what he did, the sacrifice he made to save everyone. Um, not so much uh, for, uh, diminish the sacrifice itself, but the fact that you remembered Colossus by, uh, for his sacrifice, and now y- you'll talk about Colossus because he has a funny outfit. And it, 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 it pisses me off somewhat. See, just, did, 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 did Claremont write the death? Lobdell, Nicienza? Who, who wrote the death of Colossus? The death who was of writing Colossus. the X-Men at the time? I, ca- I can't Ooh. remember. I'm yeah. still pissed that he stopped the legacy virus because I, I, I would have kind of preferred for all the mutants to die. <laughs> you nasty man. <laughs> See, I, I, th- 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 then what would be the other book Brubaker's writing? I guess the 198 would have been called the 14 and a half a if Chris had his way. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> 198, I, my ass. I have to agree with Miguel on this. I think. When they bring a character back, they kind of diminish the original story a bit because, in my opinion, this is art. And art is created to elicit a certain response from the viewer. Now, if the death of Peter Rasputin was done to make you admire this man's sacrifice and elicit emotions along those lines, and you have a memory of this story being exceptionally well done then when someone else brings him back no matter how well done it taints that original emotion that you got from that story there's no possible way it can't affect your thoughts on this do you get where i'm going with this I, i i don't care about money i'm not talking about sales i'm talking about the emotion that we get from these stories as works of art i i do get it i i i completely understand because i mean when when I'm reading a com- when when I was reading comics in the '80s and 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 later, you know, you, you're right. You do, you know, I like, you know, well, we may be referring to it quite often during the evening. You know, when I read Death of Captain Marvel, that meant something. So did, so did the graphic novel that introduced the New Mutants. I enjoyed that storyline and and how the characters changed through the years and and became some of them turned into that issue of X-Force that I unfortunately read. You know, I mean, it's just... it. You're absolutely right. I, I, I agree completely with, with, with the emotion that, that is supposed to be... You're supposed to elicit from the art, for, from what this... Because a creator is, is... You know, yes, some of these creators might just be there for a paycheck. They might just be, you know, spitting out 22 pages just to... Whether they're a writer or an artist, and they're done with it, and then that's great. Um... You know, I mean, I, I, I was just reading Fantastic Four 540. I don't think it was Mike McCone's greatest hour. I think maybe he should be credited with, with breakdowns or layouts, and the inkers kind of finished his work there. But it was still, what I've read so far, is a pretty decent story between Reed and Sue. You get, you have to have, 
you know, the, 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 the creator is putting something into it. He's pouring something of him or herself into these pages. You are going to get some sort of reaction out of it. So I, I, I do understand what you're saying, Vince. Right. Like one of my most profound childhood memories was seeing Captain Stacy throw himself under a huge pile of rubble to save these this was it a uh, I, I don't even remember what the child was or a girl or a boy all i remember was was captain stacy just killed himself basically to save this child and you saw the the ramita drawn hand sticking out of the rubble you remember that issue of amazing spider-man where captain stacy died it was so powerful and that's one character who thankfully has never been brought back Probably because they they couldn't make a, a buck off them, but still. <laughs> you know, I'm sure John Byrne had an idea or two. You know, nobody wants to read Giant Size Captain Stacy, but <laughs> in terms of that story, this man's sacrifice has never been diminished. Now, but you could I run the 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 risk of sounding like a whack job when you talk about a fictional character as a real character. You know, like, his sacrifice has never been diminished. It wasn't a sacrifice. It's lines on paper. But what I'm saying is the emotion that I got from that story. The no, but it's, it's the same thing as if you're watching a movie or reading a novel. I, I get choked up at the end of Homeward Bound every time when Shadow comes over the hill. It's, you know, why, why should I care about these characters? It was someone's creation. Someone wrote this. Someone filmed it. And I'm watching it on a screen. It's not real. It's not happening right now. It doesn't affect doesn't affect me personally in any way shape or form other than the fact that i'm watching it and it's pulling at something uh, you know that that affects me so you have every right to feel that way about captain stacy don't don't squash it by saying that their lines on paper if they were then we wouldn't be here right i can cry once in a while that's right <laughs> now, now let's talk I'm about go ahead chris i was gonna say uh, I'm, I'm still pissed about doug ramsey my, the most hated resurrection I ever had is when they brought back, uh, when they brought that thing that was half uh, uh, Doug Ramsey and half Warlock into Excalibur. Uh, you're in good company because Chris, <laughs> Chris didn't like that either. I, that sucked so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked how Doug died, but I always hated that resurrection. I was just like, what a way to just crap all over that I'm like oh, it's an unnecessary thing yeah well, what was the issue where they showed that big pile of silicon on the grave and then there was a little twinkle in it oh that was at the end of uh, the ex- ex- uh, extermination agenda or whatever when Warlock died mm. and they poured his ashes on Doug's grave. Doug's grave yeah I remember <laughs> that being mega, mega cheesy at the time <laughs> All I could think was, why didn't they just give him his... What, he doesn't get his own grave? Like, <laughs> Fuck them! <laughs> yeah, come on, he just died, he died. And they're just like, oh, well, we'll just pour it on the ground on top of his grave. Jeez, why don't you just snort the guy? <laughs> I know, yeah, exactly, yeah. Let's just throw him out, yeah, like... Oh, God, I'm getting all angry thinking about it. I remember, it was like the last panel of the last issue, and I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Could have been done a lot better, or not at all. Doug, Doug was a fun character. Yes, he I, I, I loved when he was flirting with uh, Betsy Braddock uh, for, from the New Mutants annual. I, and, uh, well, naturally, because Alan Davis was drawing everything at the time. But you're right, I, I don't... I, 
did not read an act- the actual death of Doug Ramsey. I just know based on from what Kitty was talking about in Excalibur that he died, but I did not read an actual issue where he did die. Yeah, it sucked. I'm so pissed. <laughs> you know, David brings up a good point, and I think he didn't intend to, but <laughs> s- such is the way with David. Now, in the terms of Betsy Braddock, her character before she turned in, where she was transformed into Psylocke is light years different in comparison to what she eventually became. That could be a sort of a, a, a resurrection of sorts. She was this mousy... English marm. Yeah, and now she's a freaking ninja. Ninja. <laughs> Where did that come from? Now, is, is, that, she, is, is, is she that even still... Is she still alive? Is she, she around? Is. Yes. She, she was she brought is. back during the Claremont Davis recent issues of Uncanny. What, yeah. uh, what, what book is she on? Uh, Uncanny X-Men. Well... Apparently That's where she, she was brought back, but is she still in the? Is she still running in the series? No, she's not in Uncanny. No, she, no, she she will probably. Well, rumor has it she'll she'll go to Exiles. Now, now, now Chris, so you you said she's not in Uncanny right now. Can I ask if you're reading Uncanny because Brubaker's writing it? You weren't reading the Claremont Davis run recently. I, I hadn't read X Men since 1992. Okay, so you're reading it again because of Brubaker. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, okay, no, because it yeah. was during the Claremont Davis run recently, in the, within mm-hmm. the past year or so, that, that she was brought back. Yeah, and I tell you what, Brubaker has almost made the X-Men interesting to me. Again, almost. <laughs> um, but but it, but not as interesting as Whedon's run. Um, I love Brubaker. You guys, you guys know that. I think that he's a fantastic writer, um, but uncanny x-men still can't hold a torch to astonishing x-men and uh and uh uh, vince tells me that the regular x-men titles is probably the best at all of them yeah i think so which is crazy mike carey's doing a very good job on that i think there should only be about 20 mutants in the marvel universe and the rest of them should die by the way so (laughs) just going on the record uh, it's much more interesting that way. Go back, go back and read original. You know, we want to talk about killing people, and you know, keep it on topic here, and and have a horrific Halloween Marvel event. Seriously, kill them all. Go <laughs> back, go back and read the original X Men stories, like the Kirby Lee era, when it was like the X Men and like maybe ten or fifteen bad mutants out there. So much more interesting. So cool. It's I I went back and read the uh, the Roy Thomas and uh, Neil Adams run like that twelve issue run that they did before it it got semi canceled and went into reprints. It was so cool and and there's like you know the whole X universe is like forty characters maybe and that's including you know the humans that are running around. So much more interesting than the crap that we we're force fed for about eight years. So, okay, I'm off my soapbox. You guys go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, though, that Betsy Brad, or Psylocke yeah. came back in a believable way. Jamie Braddock brought her back. And when you have a character like that that can manipulate reality and, and all that stuff, it, it's pretty plausible that he would be able to take his sister back if he wanted to. So, but it felt like the, for five paperbacks, you're reading a story just to bring Psylocke back. Even hey, though it's done well. Exactly, and that's what it was. It was just a story to bring her back. Yeah. I mean, she died fighting Vargas. 
I mean, everyone, I, I think everyone knows that. She died fighting Vargas to protect Rogue, another sacrifice. And then you go and bring her back just because... You, it seems that writers uh, have... Either writers have such a strong connection to a character that they have the need to have him around, or uh, you have the company behind, behind them that is afraid that uh, readers will stop reading if their favorite character isn't around. And so they're forced to do whole series, I mean, five paperbacks just to bring a character in a believable way, and that makes for a poor story. Right. And they are commodities. They're not really characters. They're money-making tools that Marvel uses to, you know, keep the stock orders happy. So if, yep. you know, if it takes five trades to bring Psylocke back, then that's f- one more than it... I don't know what I want to say here, but <laughs> I mean, if if it's generating X amount of dollars, then everybody's happy. Why should they do it in four when they can do it in five? But I see your, I see your point. Um, in I would like to see the the sexier characters be brought back, and all the ugly ones go away. <laughs> so Psylocke's okay, you know. Uh, okay, she's yeah. she's one of the ones that's all right. And Man Thing, he he's kind of sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think the ultimate dead Marvel hero is got to be Simon Garth. Tales of the Zombie. I mean, he started... His origin involves his death. Brilliantly written by Steve Gerber. And if you haven't picked up the essential Tales of the Zombie, you should do so. Oh, Mr. Price is back. Yes, he is. <laughs> well, well, David, can you sit in my spot? Because I think I'm going to have to shove off for the evening, gentlemen. Oh, well... It was good I'll, having I'll- you, Chris. Oh, absolutely. Guys, you get, you, you're doing such an amazing job, and I just want to say thank you for you know all the good shout-outs and doing the great cast and staying entertaining. I'm definitely a fan, and so Sal and Tom. So just want to say uh, thanks for everything, and uh, make mine marvel. So, uh, Chris, about what we talked about, what's it going to get you know to get you on our show permanently? You know, full, full time. Sal, he'll, Sal, he'll deal with it, you know? Well, we'll, we'll talk. Up. We'll talk. We got to talk about more vacation time. <laughs> Whatever you need. <laughs> All right. We'll, you guys we'll be see good. you in February, right? Oh yeah, we'll oh, be yeah. there. See Excellent. you, buddy. All right. Bye, bye, guys. Have a great night. And now I'm going to add Mr. Jay Scarzi to the conversation. What's his first name? Jay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. No, his name is Jay. J A Y. Okay, all right. So, short for Jason or something? Okay. I don't know. It's Jay Scarzi. Come on, Jay. There we go. I'm adding you to the conversation. Yay, here he is. (laughs) Mr. Jay Scarzi, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. 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 All right, so where are we going with this now? Let's talk about the other. Did no, Pe- let's not. Oh. No, like, <laughs> this has to be talked about. Did Peter really have to die in that story? Did it make a damn bit of difference as far as the outcome of the tale? No. <laughs> I No, I, to me, no. I, see, I really, I, I can't even, I'm going to have to refrain from saying anything about the other right now. Because first of all, Mike hasn't read it yet. And secondly, it... 
only one third of that storyline was decent in any way, shape, or form, and those were the friendly neighborhood issues. So I'm really not even going to go into anything about the other. <laughs> well, it, it needs to be. I'll talked. let everybody else. I'll let everybody else talk about it. Very good. Right. This will be the part that gets cut out. <laughs> ah, the wonderful world yeah. of editing. Yeah, I edit too much. Uh, that last episode, we sounded like freaking robots. So <laughs> you you can expect a lot of uhs and ums in this one. I'm not touching them. So, but uh, all right, I guess we'll just take out the whole Peter no, thing. No, we can we, we we can talk about it. Talk if you about want. the I have, other. I have no problems talking about it. I just I. I f- I'm going to have to reread it because I find it very hard to look at it from a continuity point of view. I'm, I'm still looking at it from an artistic point of view, and it's, it's, it's killing me. I could see the shock value in having a character eat Peter's eye. <laughs> That's very shocking. And it, it, from what I saw at the local comic shop and online, it sold books. That issue of Amazing sold out at the local shop and that hasn't been the case in a very long time but did he really have to die for that transformation to take place couldn't he have gotten to the point where you know okay somebody ate my eye I'm bleeding profusely I'm going to go in this little cocoon thing and then come out but I, I don't th- I don't I never I don't think because I knew it was because what what didn't help was that the fact that every cover and every you know, chapter said it was part something of 12. I never looked at it as him actually dying. I looked at it as maybe going into stasis, maybe suspended animation or something like that, but I never saw it as Peter dying. Well, didn't the doctor tell Mary Jane, or your husband is dead? Yes, but don't forget, she, she lives in Avengers Mansion, where they're friends with a Sorcerer Supreme, and they know mutants, and it's just, it's that's maybe because, like I said, because I was reading Chapter X of Twelve, I never felt what Mary Jane might have been feeling as far as Peter actually being dead. I never saw Peter as dead. Okay. It doesn't really matter, does it? Because a reader never will think Peter uh, is dead because it's Spider-Man. Right, and that's again the 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 uh, problems you run into when you have corporate owned characters see, I, could, I could see I could see the Falcon dying I could see them killing off Sam Wilson to be brought back later right but you're right like they did with Superman like breaking Batman's back like 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 you can't kill off Peter Parker especially with another movie coming out next summer I mean exactly you know, just, and there are things that you know sometimes that it's just it's just a little scary being such a hardcore fan or even not even maybe just being a semi fan you just know that oh that's never going to stick or that's never going to just you know they're never going to keep it like that right well it seems the only characters that really stay dead are the ones no one cares about exactly <laughs> and then the they problem. don't care about them until they are dead yes that, well that that's the problem and now every time that you uh, i don't know a main character dies if they do and you you know it's a meaning in a meaningful way you'll know it's tainted because you'll know that they'll be be brought back Right, there's a res- there's a revolving door to the afterlife for certain characters like Jean Grey. <laughs> and why? I'm, okay, so so we I read the death I, I read the Dark Phoenix saga. I know that she was obliterated. I know she came back for X Factor and they found her. And I, I'm still 
a little, you know, yeah, they may have explained it, but I'm still a little, you know, screwy as far as how she ended up dying on the blue area of the moon, but yet she's found in the Hudson River or wherever where Fantastic Four found her. But that wasn't her on the blue area of the moon. No, I I know, but it's just that. That was the first time she was brought back, right? I mean, right. so, so she she died yeah. in, what, the early 80s, and then she came back in the late 80s. But, again, Claremont was mm-hmm. the man responsible for taking her out in the first place, and he had a hand in bringing her back. That's okay. And in, in my opinion, the first time she came back was probably the best time yep. in, ter- in terms of artistic quality, uh, quality of execution. That storyline with the X Factor and the Avengers, that worked really well. It was the other ones that, you know. Well, enlighten me onto the other ones because I, I, I didn't read about her later. As far as I knew, Phoenix was Rachel Summers. I didn't know anything about Jean Grey or anything after that. If we're talking about the 90s, I'm, I'm unaware. Oh, that's Miguel's baby. Miguel's baby? Yeah, it's your <laughs> <What>? baby. <laughs> of course, come on. I'm, I'm giving you the spotlight here, buddy. I have no idea how many times Jean Grey has died. Well, we'll just take I mean, take one and run with it. I don't know. I I I like the first time. It, yeah, uh, you're right. It's, it, it's fine. Uh, she yeah. Uh, Claremont wanted her to die to pay for her sins. Fine. Uh, she's dead. Then she comes back in a very nice way, actually. And um, and I'm fine with that. Uh, of course, I wasn't born. Uh, when that happened, but I read it, and uh, <laughs> well, it doesn't really matter, does it? But, uh, is, is, isn't he precious? And um, I don't know. The fact is, um, I don't know. I'll take uh, I don't know uh, Morrison's run. Uh, did she really have to die again? I mean, are 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 we not in f- the? If she comes back now, isn't going to be Phoenix Five now? Yeah. If I know Morrison, like I think I know Morrison, the death of Jean Grey, he didn't have a choice but to put that in there. He probably did it for reasons artistic as well as symbolic. I mean, every great run of X-Men ends with the phoenix buying the farm. (laughs) Yes, but she she didn't have to die this time. Okay. okay. to, to, To fulfill... The requirements of the of the grand plan, yeah, she does. Ah, yes. Well, but in in, in that particular arc, she didn't. To, to to that story, she didn't have to die. And 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 uh, the thing is, uh, now the way things are, she has to die every time because she's the phoenix, so she'll naturally come back. And uh, she'll she'll have to die because if she stays around, she'll be too powerful. So. She's just like, you, like Superman. Well, yeah. Every time she comes back, you know she'll die. You every issue with her, you'll you'll think, yeah, th- this is gonna be it. She'll die this issue, but you know, and you'll we be waiting for it. And every time it will be less meaningful. Every time. But the only way that she will stop dying is if she comes back and the phoenix somehow leaves her, and the she'll become Marvel Girl again, which will make her. Um, well, much more boring than Scott, and that's hard to be. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I think you touched on something very important. She has to lose the Phoenix Force, in my opinion, to become an interesting character. Mm-hmm. Interesting How many characters? Phoenixes are there? 
too. <laughs> okay. All right. So it's Rachel Summers and Jean Grey. Those are the two phoenixes. Well, not anymore. I mean, now it's just Rachel. Oh well, no, right, right, great. We'll see. I haven't read the omnibus yet, so excuse yeah. Me, but all right, no, that's okay. So, so Rachel is still around somewhere. Oh yeah, Rachel's in the uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uncanny X Men. Right. Okay. Okay. Looking hot, by the way. Yeah. Why Alan Davis is drawing her again? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, say what you will about Claremont, but there was a story recently. I think it was called Twenty Three Seconds. Or twenty three, where the yes, twenty three seconds. Oh, yes. it was an incredible story. The in the sh- end of grace, yeah. Yes, the uh, Shiar sends a task force to obliterate all of the Gray bloodline. Nice. And it and the whole issue takes place in twenty three seconds, and she holds them off. It, yeah. And it was drawn naturally by Chris Bacalo, beautifully drawn. <laughs> if if you see this issue, pick it up. It is incredible, Mike, wasn't yeah, it? Well, yeah. Well, she holds them off after the family is all killed. Well, yeah, but he accomplished what he wanted to do. There is no more grace, and there should only be one. True, Nate. No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Nate. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> talk about someone that should be dead, I guess. Yeah. Well, let's see that M- Michael talk about that as well. I'm sure. What? Okay. The fact that 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 cable should not exist, or you'd be happy with a, with the universe without cable. Cable. Exactly. Cable is another one of those characters that should not be in the Marvel universe. He works better somewhere else, yeah, like yeah. like in the Ascani Sun. That was a, that that miniseries was great be- because it doesn't have right. Adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix. It doesn't happen in the 616 universe, so they can do whatever they want. That's what needs to be done. Get Cable the hell out of our universe and put him somewhere else. And take that idiot Deadpool with him, too. Oh, what? <laughs> now, now Mike just left. <laughs> oh, this is a lot of fun. I can berate people across the ocean. <laughs> Hey, I I like Cable. I just picked up his first appearance for twenty five cents. Twenty, the new mutant. Did you get Did you get change back? <laughs> uh, it was in one of the 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 quarter bins at Dark Tower over the weekend. Wow, I remember first, when that first issue. First second printing. First printing. Okay, so without all the gold on the background. Right. Okay. I remember when that issue was going for big bucks. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have four of them. <laughs> I I also have one copy of every one of the X Force with the cards. With the cards? Yeah. Five different cards? Yep. Mm. I, sorry. I know. <laughs> Did you, you should get them GCG G, G, graded. C, <laughs> CGC, and I would never stoop so low. <laughs> oh, see, now, now we just lost Cinch. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I lost more alcohol, so okay, I gotta get a refill. Yeah. Hey, Vans and Dave. It's Trevor calling from uh, Brampton, Ontario, Canada. I'm known as Ratniff on the boards for Bullpen Bulletins. Just wanted to call and tell you guys a uh, great podcast. I'm really liking the uh, the look at the Marvel Universe, uh, my, my favorite universe. Not that I'm, you know, at all disgruntled with the just you know distinguished composition or competition but <clears throat> i prefer marvel make mine marvel literally um 
I wanted to uh, thank you for um, a couple of things um, beyond that. The one is the fact that you uh, do an excellent job of bringing attention to the lesser known people or, you know, uh, the people who make the comics. Uh, I consider myself to be a comic fan, but obviously I'm far more casual of a fan than either one of you two because you're uh, you're very knowledgeable on on all the various artists in the various uh, generations of of uh, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, the writers, the pencilers, the inkers. Uh, the fact that you can actually, you know, sometimes tell the anchor without knowing who they are is astounding and or frightening. Um, and I really wanted to thank you uh, for that uh, look at the Astonishing X-Men. It is an excellent run, but you, you added a whole new level to my enjoyment of it with uh, your dissection and interpretation of of the aspects of it and the and the, the deeper meanings that may or may not uh, reside in it. Um, I'm probably going to end up reading it again and maybe grab some of the other comics that I haven't read in a long time and and uh, reread those as well and maybe and maybe you know not flip through them in the 15 or 20 minutes I normally do but but actually take some time and and digest the entire uh, the entire comic. Um I also want your your opinion on something. The um newest issue of the Ultimate X-Men issue number 75 uh was a was a fairly good issue but I think the better part of the issue was the backup story uh which dealt with um the Ultimate Emma Frost and the uh school or competing school that she's bringing up which is you know very much coming across as a New Mutants kind of thing with some twist to it because Havoc is a member of it. Um, the one component of it of this particular comic that I thought was really cool is they, they brought forward one of my favorite New Mutant characters, which was uh, Doug Ramsey, otherwise known as Cypher. And once again, he's like a, a, a linguistic and, and mathematical genius, but he's not seen as a mutant. And it was a really good backup story, and I'm, I'm wondering what your take on it was. And I'm also wondering if you're seeing the what I'm seeing, which is I think they're really leading into a new Ultimate X title. Um, I'm wondering whether they're 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 just going to do little backup stories every once in a while, or whether they're trying to generate enough interest to bring out like Ultimate New Mutants or Ultimate X Factor or, or one of those things. Um, and when I say X Factor, I refer more to the to the the government sanctioned music uh, mutants, like the the X Factor turned out to be when it was Havoc and Polaris and Strong Guy and that in the late '80s. Um, so just curious what your take on that was. Uh, thanks for the excellent uh, podcast, and uh, keep up the good work. Take care, guys. Bye. So, so I mean, what else can we talk about? It, th- does anyone believe it anymore when, when characters die? Was there anyone no. who read The I Death think... of Superman that actually believed that he was dead? No. 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 I think it depends on the character and how they die. It's it's very easy to bring someone back who got just waved away and and was taken away by the gods. Or, you know, if Doctor Strange banishes you to limbo and it's like the last appearance of whoever, you know, there's a there's there's a way for them to be brought back. But which is another reason why even if even it, which is another reason why Marvel's death 
is so poignant is the fact that it was it was cancer it was a very human it was a very real disease this, this was something that you know could affect any of us and this is what did the character in this wasn't this wasn't laser beams this wasn't you know the wave of some cosmic entity's hand this wasn't an infinity gauntlet this was something that could really happen and that's what makes a difference even if if cancer took Mary Jane's life yeah I could maybe think that Mary Jane is really dead sorry that's okay if if cancer took professor x's life yeah I could probably think he's dead but if 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 Lilandra came up with a machine and took away Professor X's life, then yeah, then, then then there's a way for him to be brought back to the mm-hmm. Marvel U. Right. Sure, yeah. I, You know, another example that, and I don't know if you guys have been discussing this already, is like Craven. You know, oh, with the that, shotgun? That was an extremely powerful comic moment in terms of death for me. You know, going through and, you know, capping himself in the middle of that run, basically, after he had essentially gotten to that pinnacle moment, was huge. I, it was just just an enormous thing, and it, it just it's something that, I, thankfully, in my mind, has never been you know retconned out. But that, does it help the, with the fact that we have his son carrying on the Craven name, even if he's not really the big game? But but is the Hollywood producer, you know, does that, does it help that the Craven name still kind of lives on, even though the original Craven? Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's something that's that's uh, that's a nice little nice little turn that they were able to go through and kind of resurrect that without actually going through and saying no, this was the chameleon who was impersonating or anything. Okay, like that. right. Okay, mm-hmm. that it was you know. That that moment, and and to me personally, I mean that's one of the my quintessential comic book moments is that death of Craven. Uh, and, and and that's and that's another thing is that it was it was done. I think aside from how they're dead, how they're killed off, and who they are, I think the way it's presented has something to do with me. This was a six-issue crossover with the three main Spider-Man titles, and this was... It was something that either could or could not really... You know, yeah, it, it threw you for a loop because it was just... You know, we're, at, at the time, maybe we weren't reading previews month in, month out, and we weren't expecting it, and we didn't... We weren't... We didn't know it was coming. But now we know three months in advance what the hell's going to happen in Iron Fist number two. <laughs> we're not really surprised anymore. So... Craven was not only a surprise; it was, it wasn't, it wasn't a big. It, this wasn't an event that was, you know, hailed from from the heavens. Going, oh, make sure you read Web of Spider-Man number ninety-three because someone's going to bite it. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you though, I still have from before it was Wizard World, from the Chicago Comic Con. I've got the folded-up poster, which was unbelievably beautiful and it's something I've got rolled up because my wife won't let me put it up anymore <laughs> is the uh, the headstone with the spider coming down poster that was previewing all six issues that's just an unbelievable you know preview art that they gave away for something like that it was it was you know that was 
out of it out of the hand for something was going on, but I, I, it's just the story was enormous for me still. <laughs> Jay's breaking up a little bit there, but hot on the heels of the death of Craven was the death of Gene DeWolf, or was it before? No, Gene DeWolf was before. Okay, well. Hot on the heels of Gene DeWolf was the death of Craven, <laughs> and and again that was another. I I hate to call her a third tier character, but she wasn't exactly everybody's favorite. No, she was just a regular in Web of Spider Man, right? Or Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider Man. She wasn't in the main Spidey title, was she? Occasionally, but again, it wasn't a character that had a huge fan base, and they managed to use it to tell a very powerful story. And getting back to Craven. I think the fact that they have his son running around now is that whole legacy thing. If you're going to take a um, a character and, and kill him and use his memory to create another character, that's fine with me. I mean, everything in the DC universe is based on that. <laughs> you know, um, you have in the, what, uh, in, in the what universe? In the distinguished competition universe, which, which sounds really bad. I can say. DC. Are we all supposed to drink now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Salute. Um, but and legacy is a very important thing. Absolutely. You were, you were going. You know. You made a quick mention before about you know Captain Marvel and the whole cancer thing. That actually, and again, jumping in a little late in the conference here. You know, going through that was the ending of the first. Power Man Iron Fist series. Right. A pathetic Ooh. a pathetic death. That was that was a oh. very yeah, that was a very sad death. That 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 should never I I was very happy with John Byrne bringing Danny Rand back. Yeah, one of those cases where you want It was an awful resurrection, but, but it was, was also awful. an awful death. <laughs> it was it was a nightmare of a death too. Dan, what yeah. do you think about that? Hello, hello. There he is. <laughs> What's what up, gentlemen? What do you think about the whole Iron Fist? I don't think. You don't think? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, the, he's the perfect man for a podcast. That's right. <laughs> Brought me on here for my uh, good looks. So Ex- that's oh, apparently yeah, doing yeah. nothing for me at this point. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, you're right. Iron Fist went out in, in a manner that I never would have expected. And came back in in pretty much an unexpected manner. But I think they have a chance to rectify all that brouhaha now with the new series. And it took them long enough. Oh, it sure did. Absolutely. And it, when I saw him, you know, sticking out of the wall, I was like, what the hell? You know, <laughs> it was almost as bad as Jason Todd. I mean, they might as well have called him Jason Todd. It was just, it was, it was, no, it was, it was a sad death. I mean, I don't know who was thinking what. I really would like to know who was behind that idea if I'll be very upset if that was a Jim Owsley call that had to have been an editor that just was like you know but still why would you <laughs> why would you even think that you know hey now's a good time for Iron Fist to die and why would you kill him off that way somebody call a priest Iron Fist is dead <laughs> I, yeah I mean the only thing I can think of is that they wanted to go through and, and maybe they had some sort of plan direction for the Power Man character, making him kind of the fugitive, you know, as the person who killed off Iron Fist and Captain Hero, and the only reason I remember all that is because I just read it on Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) But in terms of the two characters, boy, talk about picking the less interesting one to run with. Um, (laughs) Danny Rand or Luke Cage? 
Come on. <laughs> oh, but if we did, if, if if Danny Rand didn't die, then we wouldn't have that great Luke Cage appearance in Punisher, and and that crossover where where Frank Castle actually goes black. And Cage's wonderful <laughs> series too. That that's what I'm saying. That was that was uh you know that was that was nice Dwayne Turner artwork. But I the don't Max think series? that was no 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 no. The Max series was Azarello and Corbin. This was this was the 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 nineties with um oh yeah with yeah. with Dwayne Turner artwork and I wish I remembered who the writer was. But it it, it started off okay, but then it just actually I I preferred Power Man in Icon. And that was that, that. That was a nice appearance, even though it wasn't really Luke Cage. <laughs> Who's left? We lost Mike. Snake. I got a couple. I got a couple on the board here still. I'm a little list. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, you got Wonder Man. Oh. <laughs> I thought you said good. Well, no, you didn't say good ones. Did you? <laughs> I didn't just say good ones. I just said a couple just of said good a ones. <laughs> wasn't wasn't he trapped in like the Scarlet Witch's vibrator at one time or something? <laughs> <laughs> You know, fantasies come to life or whatever. The uh, the impact of the original death of Thunderbird one. Ah. Impact. Do you really? Lack, do you, do, do you really? Yeah, thank you. Do you really feel something for someone that's been around for two issues? Not really, but it it going back and obviously this is you know I'm about thirty one here. Not something I read in the original run by any stretch of the imagination, but something that I picked up along the way becoming a comic nerd that it was an important death because it then spawned a lot of additional stories right the guilt of Professor Xavier yada 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 well at the time I can remember reading it and being awestruck at the fact that a character died that that his death wasn't the, the the death of that particular character wasn't as important as the fact that someone had died. When when I read that book, I said, "Holy crap! Somebody just died. This is not going to be the typical Marvel superhero book." That Absolutely. was that was what I got out of that. But other than that, no, you couldn't get attached to somebody who was just around <laughs> for you know. And and the fact that he was Native American. They could have made him, you know, why did it have to be a Native American guy? Whatever. But <laughs> there was, it was a, it was a, an easier time, I guess, where people didn't think about such things. Now, if, you know. Now the, forget it. If, now, if, now if now the Indian, that, if the Indian gets it, all bets are off. They would have stormed well, the Marvel it. offices. They, 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 they killed Black Goliath in in Civil War. I'm I'm, I'm surprised that, uh, that that there haven't been lynchings or, or hate mail sent to to Joe Quesada because you know they they killed off a black character. Whether or not it was a major black character, but just the fact that he was a black character. Right, but he was. I could see them needing a big character to die, and you can't use Hank. No. And you know it's. But then that brings something else up. Why couldn't you use Hank? So you know he's got all these other personas. You know, so so he was Hank. You know, could it have? You know, but then again, though, you just get that whole thing. Is it interchangeable? The fact that it's you know what you know what race or creed the character is, and and it's just it. It was it was who it was. I I, I like Bill Foster. I, I remember reading. Two and one with with Thing and Giant Man or Black Goliath. I remember reading, you know, I remember reading the the Bill Foster 
comics, but you know, the, which maybe that should even make it that big more of an impact. The fact that this clone of Thor killed Black Goliath, right? And the th- uh, the clone Thor thing too. That's just I don't even. Yeah, yeah. Do I mean, we want to get into that. You, <laughs> you're saying you have the ability to clone a god, okay? I'm going to let that slide for a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, I just want, I just want to get into one thing. I think the fact that nobody, everybody bitched about the fact that Thor was a clone and and Goliath died. Nobody said word one about Reed Richards plunging a drill into a living organism's ear. You know, it's like the smartest man in the on the planet just killed a clone. He's a doctor though. He treated a life form like it was a like it was a used tampon. Just throw it away. You know what I mean? Why are people overlooking this? And and the owner of the local comic shop said, "Well, he's a clone." And I said, <laughs> well, "That makes it okay." So that makes it okay. It's a, it's a, it's a it's a living breathing because, organism. Because that scene is what led us to having Peter think whether or not he's on the right side. Right. And I agree with that. And and the 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 owner also said, "Well, he was just deactivating the clone." That's a hell of a place to put an on-off switch. <laughs> you know, he's he's confu- I think he's 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 taking clone at android and and just right. swapping them. I mean, that's that's I, fine if you're data, but not if you're a clone of a living human being. Right. I had the God. same reaction that Peter had. To that scene, when when Reed plunged that thing, in, I was like, "Holy crap! How do you what do you, what do you how do you react to that?" The, the the man, Marvel's first family, the head of the oldest superhero team in the Marvel universe, just killed someone. Did I read too much into it? Dan, save me here, buddy. <laughs> how do we know he was dead? We just see an eyeball looking at Peter, but with blood coming out of the ear. Yeah, it's not blood. It was like you know, maybe know, the whole fact solution. that motor oil. <laughs> what are you talking about? Hit the Im- implant. I think it was the whole fact that it was an android. Therefore, you know, if you, you could, I mean, clone. You can take clone and just put that in the in in the same term as android, not living creature. You know, never mind the fact that. They built the whole series on a clone with maximum clonage and Ben Riley and things like that. We're going to take this clone and just pretend he's less than garbage because it's the clone of a god. Say what you will about the mechanics of the series. It is a well-written series. Oh, yeah. I'm enjoying the hell yeah, out of it. Yeah, me. Same here. Yeah. Dan? What? Well, I'm, I'm with you. Sure. Sure I am. Oh, you know. Crisis forever. I'm going to get Miguel back. All right, hang on one second, people. Can you guys uh, just kind of go Crisis over what of infinite nerds. talked about before? Captain Marvel, basically. What recap the whole about? thing. We talked about Marvel. Yeah, just recap the whole thing. Just, yeah, we'll just... Okay, real yeah, time, we'll... though. I want to hear the whole thing. <laughs> real time. <laughs> yeah, real time. Just kind of go back to whatever the first conversation Can was. Can you go ahead Move and play forward. it back? Ooh, that's talk how meta it would that be. Let's talk. play the podcast while we're taping the We podcast. lost Matt Kramer. Do you guys know that? I guess that's a, okay. Can you, you, did lose, you lose Matt. You did lose Matt. Yeah, we lost Matt. 
I don't Did think Matt say bye bye. I don't think Matt cared because Matt's not on the list anymore, so he probably had to go do. Well, I think I think Matt said what he had to say about Marvel. So, so he, right. he got Marvel and Starlin in, so he's done for the night. <laughs> right, and let's while you know David's been batting a thousand here tonight. Ben Riley, you Ben oh. Ben Riley. Now there's a character who was created to die, basically. <laughs> And and did he? Because I was not reading Spider-Man at the time. I was actually this was during the '90s. I wasn't reading much at the time. But did did we actually kill Ben Riley off? Did did Byrne and Mackey get rid of the old? Did get you know? Did they say to hell with all the clone stuff? What 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 exactly happened with Ben Riley? Where did he end up? Dead he's, is dead. Dead is dead. Yeah, he's dead. He sacrificed. He, he sacrificed himself so Peter can live. Basically. Oh, okay. It was another battle with a goblin. Right, right, Jay? Uh, okay, no, uh, okay. You know what? Wait, wait. I'm not as well versed on that as I should be, but uh, yeah, that uh, from the best of my knowledge, yeah, the goblin, Spidey, clone, dead. Dead clone. Fell off a building. Smush. Well, since, since you mentioned him, let's talk about Normie. I mean, we had we had somebody who basically was was crucified on his own goblin go- glider. Green Goblin is dead, but yet I'm reading an issue of Civil War Frontline with Norman Osborn talking to who I might think might be Tony Stark. You know, you when can... did when, when when did they bring Norman Osborn back? Why did they bring? How did they bring back Norman Osborn after Green Goblin was basically crushed? Stabbed through the chest with his goblin glider. Harry's a pussy. I th- <laughs> I think uh, he was brought back in the Peter Parker series with um, Ramos and who wrote that? Jenkins? Jenkins. I think Jenkins brought him back. Was that before or after that Tangled Web story with uh, him at the bar talking to all the scrub villains? Asking why he was such a badass, and he said, "I killed his girlfriend." Right. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a little bit before. It had to be. Okay. Uh, but yeah, another guy who who really shouldn't have been brought back, along with the girlfriend. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, uh, see, I'm not even going there because I didn't. I didn't read that. I, I I didn't read it because Diodato was doing the artwork, but. Even if even if Dio da, even if Romita Junior was doing the artwork, I don't think I'd be real keen on reading that storyline because I don't see why the need to bring Gwen Stacy, why why bring anything that has to do with her up in a current storyline. And that's would not it, the first time that Gwen has been brought back. I mean, they brought her back twenty issues, less than twenty issues after her initial death. And oh, at, did they? Yes, they did, and it worked. Miles Warren cloned her. Mm-hmm. More clones. Yes, send in <laughs> send in the clones, but in because they're already here because it was an echo of the original story. They kind of let it slide. Whereas Straczynski's that's not an echo. You know when when you bring back Gwen and basically turn her into a whore. In, you know, in a and manner of speaking. What 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 would even cause somebody to want to do that? I mean, what would? Why would JMS even think? Hey, what would be neat would be to turn Peter's other 
love of his life, aside from his aunt, into a whore. I mean, why would that even come up into someone's mind? I think he's he's already said that he it was a bad idea. <laughs> he's come he's come forward with that himself. I think you know you know that says, Gwen thing. You know thing? what? Maybe mm, yeah. Not Maybe so I should have reined that in a little bit. I screwed up. Viva Jim Chong. Viva Steve Gerber. Viva Viva Jack Kirby. Bullpen Awesome. Yeah, not that's almost up there with uh, actually. Although, see, I can't even really say that. I mean, it's you're right. Doing that with Gwen Stacy is is a bad, bad thing. It it, it it's a horrible idea. I was gonna liken it to Karen Page selling out Daredevil's secret identity just for an, another crack fix, but really that that whole Karen Page thing that that, that kind of does fit in with that character, I think. And 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 that's not a that, that's not a death issue. That's not that that's just a that's just someone who I was trying to compare the Gwen Stacy thing with. And and since I didn't read the Gwen Stacy return or offspring or anything like that, I'm I'm out of my league there. But I just I, I for whatever reason I thought of Karen Page and that whole that whole thing, and that just kind of that's another thing that just turned my stomach a little bit. I'd, I'd give you up, David, for some crack cocaine. Just like would you? Well, a lot of it, maybe. A lot. Okay, it's got to be. It's got to be my weight in crack. <laughs> Either that or like. Where have we gone so wrong with this? <laughs> Isn't well, Karen Page the main doctor on Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> See, and this is this is why we need another bathroom break. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> this is so going. Who have you? Who, who have you gone over so far? We've gone over Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, Hack. Yeah, Wonder Man. Um, yeah. who, uh, Bucky. We did the Bucky. Do you want to add anything to the Bucky, Dan? Yeah, whatever. He's back. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> back in black. No, it's um, I don't know. It's it's. I kind of vented on. Well, maybe I didn't vent very well. Uh, it's fine. It's I've gotten over the fact that you just kind of sit back and. See what kind of you know the results are after after they do their decisions on what they who they bring back and for what reasons. Um, I've decided not to stress on this stuff anymore. So I'm a perfect person to be talking about all this stuff. Really, with. Dan, yeah. meet Miguel. Miguel doesn't care either. Say who? Say what? You brought Mike. Up there. Mike is on there. He, Mike. Yeah, he doesn't. Is he? he doesn't care either. Miguel, are you there? Yeah, it's I'm like, there. There you go. And I it's don't like, care. No. See, he it's doesn't like six care. in the morning over there, isn't it? Yeah, five thirty. <laughs> you still uh, up, or are you up early? Oh no, I wake up at four. I'll tell you when the sun rises. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me what happens, though. I want it to be a surprise. No, no, no worry. Okay. We well, no. See, wait, wait. Did we talk about Wonder Man? Yeah, how he was trapped. No, we in just this, all mocked it. He, in front of it. Yes. He, <laughs> okay. So was, that's so we talked about Wonder Man. How much have you been Wonder drinking, Man? David? I've been, I've been, see, I was smart because the liquor cabinet is downstairs. I brought up the vodka and the tonic water. Am I to seeing my behind desk. the curtain? Is this behind the curtain? Am I seeing too much? This is how you see, pre- 
prep for See, the show. Yeah. Last, <laughs> last week Vince was like, "No, no, you should you should drink more." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, right." And then and now this week he's got me drinking more. We'll see if this lasts. See, the I've more- only got two double bourbons in and and I'm ready to go. The the more David <laughs> drinks, the less he pauses within the sentence. So ah. if if we get him totally drunk, I I'll, I'll have to do no editing at all, oh, which is really cool. gold. This, of course, is a lesson to, to all the 12-year-old listeners. Yes, drink. <laughs> How many do you think we really have? I have no idea. And then there's one character who had died about seven years ago and who has not come back since, and that's Betty Ross. No shit. <laughs> yes. <That> was, <laughs> didn't, didn't Peter David do that at, uh, last issue before he got the uh, ceremonial uh, gold watch from... So wait, so you say seven years our time or seven years Marvel time? Because if it was seven years Marvel time, this this was like what the Vietnam War. I'm I'm (laughs) refusing to answer that. Do we? (laughs) I'm refusing to be pulled into that. No, uh, seriously, I did not know that that Betty Ross was actually killed off. Yes, I think it was either the Abomination killed her. No, I thought she, she. Died from. Uh, she didn't have cancer uh, too, did she? <laughs> she might have. She actually she might have. The fucking crush. Yeah, I, fucking it, cancer's killing everybody. Uh, do you miss this Betty Ross? Yes, I do. Not now. Not in Planet Hulk. I don't miss her. I don't even miss Bruce Banner <laughs> in Planet Hulk. They could stay gone. I don't care. If they continue Planet Hulk. For the duration of the life of the Incredible Hulk, I will be more than happy. I think it's so, the perfect setup. So but that's just going to happen. So, so, no. seven, so seven years ago, so it was Peter David that killed her off. Yes. Was it a tasteful death? We're looking it up on the friggin' we, wiki it, here, and, yeah, it's, and it sucks. Okay, here we go. Um, she was briefly mutated into the harpy by Modoc. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. Let's, First of all, that's not helping why, why, much. Why are we even bringing up Modoc, man? I oh, love you, Modoc. You're bringing me down. Hey, the Jefferson. Where's Jefferson? Something we can all conspire to. <laughs> Seriously. So wait. Okay. Jefferson was supposed to be part of this, and he's not here, man. I'm thinking. All right. There was. There's one. There's one death. She that was I poisoned remember. by the abomination and believed dead. How the fuck does the abomination poison someone? Oh he God! Came that in her was mouth. all that Mister Blue crap or something. Oh, so the abomination was Mister Blue. Oh, I don't even remember what. Oh that was. Christ, man! Come on, you're killing you're killing the Peter David run for me. Bruce Banner and the Hulk worked together. No, I think this is before because it was Peter David that wrote it. Bruce Jones started the Mister Blue thing. Okay, wait, wait, wait. The only death that I recall in the Peter David run that I really recall that I remember reading as they were coming out was the death of... She's not dead. She appeared to wash up on an island. Of Sam Wilson's nephew. What the frick? (laughs) Does anybody remember the death of Sam Wilson's nephew? No, he was black. Nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not... I dare you to live that in. <laughs> All right, David. I will leave that in because I didn't mean it. It wasn't real. It's not true. I'm just joking. I, I don't remember the death of Sam. Who? 
the Falcon's nephew. All right, Sam. No, I don't remember. Why don't you tell us about it? He died of AIDS. He was. It was a one-issue series. It was a one-issue story. I was going to bring this one up. This the Hulk one. went to his bedside. I don't remember if there was a lot of flashbacks in the issue. I just remember that. Right, I, I remember did, that did, now. Did, did yes. He, did, he, did he ask Bruce for some of his blood? Did he ask yes. to be saved in any way? He did. Yes, he did. And, and he's Bruce and, refused. And, and Bruce refused. So, okay, so. Why did he refuse? Because he knew that if he did it, it would unleash another monster into the world. Oh, well, that makes sense. Right, See, so this, was, want, this was you may this want was, the Betty Ross thing or no? Yes. No, this was. I mean, it was. It was a really. It was. It was a nice done in one issue that I remember. You just stepped on Jay. Jay has the information. I'm sorry. Be my guest. <laughs> I'm gonna go back right, to my I'll do line. this in my professional radio announcing voice. Cool. She was poisoned by the abomination and believed killed. And Bruce Banner and the Hulk worked together to find the murderer, eventually leading them to the abomination. However, after a period in which Bruce was mentally tortured by Nightmare, which included her apparent resurrection, having been given plastic surgery and a new identity by a mysterious conspiracy fronted by the leader, oh my God. Betty Ross appeared washed up on an island. The exact cause and events behind that are unknown, including whether the events involving her resurrection were genuine or not. Wait, how long ago was this, though? The I don't know, it's Wikipedia. No, All it's right. definitely before the Bruce Jones run. It's still within the the bounds of The Incredible Hulk's Volume 2. Well, that's why David left the Hulk, because Marvel wanted to kill off Betty, and he didn't want to, but they... Marvel wanted to do a bunch of things that, that Peter David wasn't wasn't real keen on. You know, you know what that Wikipedia thing should say? Character history. We don't know how she died. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to edit it right now. Or if she's even dead. Exactly. Right. And again, see, Peter David had a plan for this character, and the powers that be said, no, we can make more money if we kill her off. Reference to hotter ultimate version of Betty Ross. Yes, Betty, ultimate Betty is much hotter. Freddie Prince Jr. Thank you. There we go. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> Looking good. See, see, see <laughs> Ultimates Volume 1. <laughs> God. Yeah. <laughs> Note to self, no more drinking during show. Oh, man, this is great. Oh, it makes it fun. It does make it fun. Does yeah, it make absolutely. it fun to record or listen to? I could see drinking while listening to this. Then no, this is going to be this is going to be a lot of fun to listen to because it's us. This is who we are. If they don't like it, then press the freaking stop button right now. How about that? And go back to around comics? What, what are you saying? No... <laughs> So, never mind. Never let's. Mind. I got a good. Here's a good topic. The ultimate death book, Strike Force Moratori. Oh, <laughs> first, first of all, Love I'll send ten dollars to anybody who can name four members of Strike Force Moratori other than Vince. The white guy, the black guy, the black girl, <laughs> the, the, the white girl, the, the, the main <laughs> villain with the star David in his nose. Yes. Did I get it? Am I? <laughs> no, you don't get the ten bucks. Sorry. Damn it. My I'll give you something knows, extra though. in February. Yeah, of course it does. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? <laughs> uh, no, why don't you regale us? Regale us? I've been drinking too. Tell us about Strength Force Moratorium. Well, I want to hear the names. I, I can't remember. Oh, see, I have very 
I think one bad. of them had speed. One of them was strong. Okay. I do remember. Uh, you know, I don't think did they have code names? I think they went by actual. They're 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 like look out here comes Bob he's really like here strong. here no, comes Ted Fredericks they, or something they had <laughs> they had names they had code names I believe and that's a Peter B Gillis production See, that was yes. an excellent series and Brent Anderson See how about the right, what, there was one right. guy there was one guy called Backhand oh they started naming themselves after the generation the first generation died right. So you got like a Snapdragon and a Marathon. Remember Marathon, right? There's your uh, There's your strong speed, guy. sir? No, oh, he was okay. the uh, strong guy. Remember the guy who um, uh, he he survived re-entering Earth's atmosphere on the, the hull of a ship or something like that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We got Scaredy Cat, Scatterbrain, Toxic. Scatterbrain sounds familiar. Uh, he was a telepath who could uh, yeah. just project fear into or in. What is it? I don't know. He was a dude. Yeah, this is this is going nowhere. Um, <laughs> Here's <laughs> one. That, do you know why? I got one it, wasn't, it wasn't part of the six one six universe, right? So many people have not read it, but I, I, my favorite was Backhand. <laughs> we might as well be talking about the <laughs> last Galactus story. <laughs> I'm telling you, he what was he? What was his code name? Mike Turner? What the hell? <laughs> That was Pimp Hand. Yeah, Pimp Hand. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Uh-oh, here comes Back Hand. <laughs> Where's my money? God damn, tell you one more time. I'm going <laughs> to cut you. Every fight with the supervillain, he's oh. him with a shoe. Yeah. <laughs> a very expensive shoe, but a yeah. shoe nonetheless. My Colossus just took a header off my desk here. Up with that. Here's 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 one for you guys, and get your thoughts on it. Because okay. Because it is a, um, it's a creator-driven thing. The death of every single character of Ecstatics. Now, did did, mm. did mm. What, who was the writer mm. of that? Milligan. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yes. Brought he killed off Some his of whole them. team. <laughs> now, e- Ecstatics was brought forth from X Force. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it was the X Force relaunch. Dupe didn't then, die, did he? I think Dupe was behind a lot of it. No kidding. Ah, crafty little bastard. Yeah. There there was one scene in a non a non already illustrated book where Dupe was filming the death of one of the members. Kinky. Yeah. And and the, the like a John Carpenter, like a snuff film kind of. Yeah, and the guy was asking him for, "Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Give me a hand." And Dupe had this little menacing grin on his face, and the guy just died, and he Dupe filmed it. Yeah. You know what? That was a backup. It was a backup in the main series. Right. Right. Yeah. That's freaky. It was like he was the guy who was kind of a. They were the the like uh, the minor league team. Mm Mm-hmm. And this guy was a pain in the ass. Yeah. And. Duke brought him out in the woods and knocked him off. <laughs> well, nothing good ever happens in the woods. No. But in terms of the ecstatics, yeah, I think that was Milligan. Is somebody vacuuming? <laughs> <laughs> this is how Mike gets ready for work, I think. In the, yeah. <laughs> uh, what? No. <laughs> Who breathed in? I don't know. In, I, in terms of those characters, I mean, they were... Basically, 
commodities. Yeah, they were created the, to be killed. Right. In in the book that they were in, they were uh, the, the Marvel Universe characters are commodities to begin with, but then the Ecstatics were even worse because they were nothing but a commodity on top of a commodity. They were a prefab superhero group who existed to sell like say sneakers or a television show or, you know, they were um walking advertisements and poor Edie she was the only one I cared about. Come on, who would give a crap about Viva Sector or Dead Girl? Yeah. <laughs> but Edie was hot. And you always... Guapo. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> he was, he was hot. Wait, wait a minute. Can you, can, can you say that again, Mike? El Guapo? Yes, thank you again. Say it again. With, with, with feeling. Say El Guapo. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I'll say it. And then say a plethora? <laughs> who, it's, it's, who used to like to wear the tight pants. <laughs> It'll be a serious fanboy. Oh, yeah. Coach. Oh, yeah. That's a good name. Yeah, but I mean, the, the ecstatics. Orphan slash Mr. Sensitive? Yeah, poor Edie. <laughs> <laughs> I think this has run its course. <laughs> Well, I got I got a few names here. If you All right, talk about some stuff. Here. Let's let's go. Let's let's go. Let's, let's, let's be serious. I got to be serious for a second. All right, hold on. Too late. For that. <laughs> Sit up a second. Right. And and you know sure, what's, sure, what what sucks because be serious? because if I knew you were going to say ecstatics, I would have I would have been prepared, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm, yeah, this I'm, is behind, behind, I'm talking this about this is the behind that, the curtain. The, you know the, the the creator killed off all his own characters. You know why did he do it? No one else can use them? I think that would be... A, I would do that, yes. But it goes back to the whole reason for their existence to begin with. Uh, they, they're they nothing but... They're ciphers. They didn't matter who they were or what they did. They were created to die. All right, I brought up Wonder Man. I brought Ecstatics. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> How about Fing Fang Poo? But he was in Next Wave. Purple yep. Pants. Purple and Pants. Died. And I See, I didn't get that far. Oh, spoilers. Did he really kill the monster, though? Really? A dragon? Yeah, I don't think he's dead. Nah. Alright. What do you got, Dan? Here's one that... You, you, you threw it up on the, the forum, and a couple popped into my mind, including one that was a... One that I, at the time was very, very moving, and then after the fact, they you know screwed it all off. I know what you're going to say. You know... Okay, well, throw it out there. You're going to say Aunt May. Yes. Yes. Amazing Spider-Man 400. Yes. And then I mentioned that. I mentioned that Monday night, right? And I have to agree with you. Po- probably oh. one of the most powerful deaths oh, in un- comics. Unbelievable. Because of the fact that it was revealed that she was a friggin' hell of a lot smarter than anybody ever gave her credit for. Yep. She knew, and she she didn't let on, and then she died, and then freaking Marvel brought her back. Yes, and she so actually sh- didn't bring her back. It was a what was it? A dupe, not a clone, but just like an actress, or was it a clone? Oh, it was. I don't. I don't even. How many times they're going to make it an actress? But how many times can they die? Look at the look at the restraint that woman must have had, because her her one of the only living family members. She watches him go out and sacrifice, or potentially put himself in this grave danger for the sake of unknowns you know why couldn't she say to herself I'm going to put a stop to this bullshit because then I'll be alone no she lets him go she lets him be who he was and she knew he was Spider-Man and then they had to go piss all over that yeah yeah, I think that was a brilliant 
brilliant death for Aunt May, and it was the perfect time to do it. It and it should have stuck. He doesn't need Aunt May. That, that final scene on top of the Empire State Building. He doesn't need Aunt May moving. because of of Mary Jane, or he just doesn't need Aunt May. Period. I disagree. I think he does need Aunt May. You think Peter needs? Yes. I do think Peter needs. I don't think Spider-Man needs Aunt May. I think Peter needs Aunt May. Well, let's get into this. Why does Peter need Aunt May? Because it's the the only stable. Well, it's the more stable the, the stable relationship that he has. It's with Aunt May because Mary Jane he has all the ups and downs, and with Aunt May dead or not, but if she's alive, uh, I mean he can still have uh, you know his heart on his sleeve because uh, he, I mean she could be in danger all the time and you can you know revamp that story in a number of ways and with Mary Jane I, I well I don't like Mary Jane that much but with Mary Jane she could you know break it off she could come back but she he will all, always have that relationship as Peter Parker and he only has like two meaningful relationships now it's Mary Jane and Aunt May well, even the other things are not gonna last Beyond the relationship thing, it, it, Aunt May's kind of representation of everything that he's doing this for. Yeah, you know, it's easy enough to say, "Well, I, I saved that child, or uh, I'm improving the world." But the only reason why he's doing this was because he, he couldn't save a loved one, so he's going to fight and protect the ones that he has left. Isn't she a painful reminder of not being able to save Uncle Ben too? Well, why do people do daily devotions? Why do people, you know, try to remind themselves of? To, to stay on the path that they've set themselves on. Sometimes you need a constant reminder of kicking the ass to get you going. Right. Yeah. For those that hadn't read 400, how did she die? It was kind of a, uh, I think it was old age. Just kind yeah, of natural causes. Natural causes. And she knew it was coming, and she finally confided in Pete, and they worked it, it out. And it was beautiful. And how did he come back? I, I, I will say one thing about a, the oh. issue, though. It was probably the tackiest packaging they could have come up oh, with. Oh, with that tombstone was, on the... Yeah, yeah the, the cover's a freaking tombstone. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Okay, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Thanks. It was the 90s, so, like, though. Come like, on. Like, like Mike just said, how was she brought back? Um, I believe it was Harry Osborne who um, duped or, like, took her for some... un And... Uh, yeah, I don't really know. I think Harry was just messing around with Peter again. So I think it was Norman uh, who was involved in it. Norman, did I say Harry? Yeah, okay, Norman. Yeah, sorry, that's okay. Because so Harry dies. Harry's still dead, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's president of the Hair Club for Men. <laughs> so, 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 so we're talking about the characters that 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 was messing with Peter. But I mean, was it was it during Chapter One that she was brought back? Was it? I mean, because if she died during Volume One, four hundred, when was the first time we saw her back again? Yeah, I don't even know. It was wasn't too long afterwards. If it was less than a year, I wouldn't be surprised. Right, so it was probably during up. the Mackie Byrne era. I don't know. It you know new new creative team new. Uh, it was before JMS choices. took it on, right? Oh yeah, well before. Oh yes, yes. So then it was that, probably that, Mackie that, and Byrne, or at least Mackie. Okay, was it the Falco? Man, I can't I even. Know, I, can't I don't even. know. Oh no, I'm lost. I just bring up the issues. I don't. You I just don't bring them up. Yeah. I just bring them up. I don't. Back you guys them up. do the work. You do all the, the re- yeah, we research. do. We do the magic. You just throw. Can't them out you patch there. that Thanks. in later on? 
With more alcohol, probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If we exhausted that one, I had the other two, and then I can leave you guys alone. Go ahead. <laughs> um, you never leave us alone. No, I know I don't. It's like herpes. Uh, Thank you. That's my middle name. How did you? It's a nice comparison. <laughs> you haven't met Dan, Mike. <laughs> Those open sores are never going away. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, there was a group of them that popped up in the Fantastic Four. Obviously, the uh, second death of the second child in uh, 267 burn era. Um, there's, these were like not characters that were. Obviously, you know, part of the Fantastic Four. There was that one um, Secret Wars two two eighty five. I can't remember the numbers. Where that little the little boy who set himself on fire to, to be oh, like the right, human right, torch. to be the human torch, right? Mm-hmm. That was a touching issue. Yeah. Um, and then a bad example of, of that would be just a few months ago when they had um, Death in the Family, the Fantastic Four Death in the Family. Did, did anyone read that? No, I didn't buy that. No. Oh, I do have it. I haven't read it yet. It's in one of well, these boxes then. next to me. Maybe yeah, we should just, just... No, I want, I want to hear about that because I, yes. I heard whatever it was, it was poorly done. So basically, I I didn't want to buy it because I didn't want to get sucked into the, the hype because before it was released, it was the, all the hype again was, oh, a member of the FF dies and we're not kidding around, we're not joking. So obviously they're, they're you know, messing around. So. so it was... You want to be spoiled, David, or... Go ahead. Spoil them. Yes. <laughs> Bring so, it in, dust it every time. There's a, uh, and some of the details in the beginning are fuzzy. Flip through it at the store, but basically the gist of it was Sue dies in, in proper Marvel Universe you know, storyline. So she dies. Um, everybody gets obviously upset. Uh, Johnny goes and gets the uh, time machine, goes back into uh, the past, prevents it from happening. And then he goes back to his future, and it, it, basically the the way it's summarized is that um, Johnny, who's apparently you know a time traveling guru at this point, knows all the ins and outs. He knows he's going back in time to save that times Sue. He knows that by doing that, it creates a divergent reality, you know, a six one seven you know reality or something. So he goes back to save that Sue. Well, he goes back to his own universe that she is still dead in. So the one that he goes back to saves that Sue. That Sue actually becomes the 616 reality and an alternate reality. And Yeah, so. Wow. That, that, sounds that like doesn't Marvel. sound like it could induce a headache at all. <laughs> yeah. So it is, if it's clone, if it's not a clone or an actress, it's, it's time travel. And that's how you fix these things. Wow. But that, that brings us back to to the to the main point. But uh, w- there are other stories these guys can do other than killing characters t- just to bring them back. Right. But there's no shock value in just having them. There's no shock them. shock value in killing Sue. You know they're gonna bring her back. Sue can't die. You know that. You're you're confident. It's not a shock value as much as maybe it's a anticipation of how many issues will it be before she's back. Yeah, <laughs> that's a ticket. No, I okay, you're think right. It's poor I, I think it's very telling that some of the more powerful stories involve death in the first place, and usually death of characters 
who were never really around in the Marvel Universe. Like, Sue lost a baby. That was mm-hmm. a very, very touching, very powerful story. Yes, it and, was. And the kid, yep. the kid that set himself on fire in you the... Know, I didn't mean to interrupt, but you know the kid came back, right? Oh, he did. No, Sue's kid, Valeria, or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and somehow ties to Dr. R- Doom. Right, but that's... Yeah, that's <laughs> alternate... Way to, ru- way to ruin that one. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, the, the initial story... Yeah, you're right. You're right. Exactly right. It was an entity that never existed, but knowing Sue as well as we do, it touched us because, and that mm-hmm. didn't. It's sad that it had to involve death for that character to be changed like that, and us. But that's that's who we are. We 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 respond well to death. Now, when was the last time Marvel ever killed off a character? A main character, and when I say main, I'm talking about like, for example, the Tim Drake Robin when Joker beat him to death. With Who? The bar. What the <laughs> hell? What the hell are you talking about? Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Well, we can, we can edit Tuck. that out. Um, I I just heard eh, like this yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> when okay. Charlie twenty seven. I'm just trying to say I'm 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 trying to compare it to something. When was the last time Marvel killed a character off after Marvel that stayed dead that was a not a supporting character but and that wasn't told in a flashback like Bucky. When was the last time they killed off somebody that that stayed dead? Wow, that's a really good question. Because Phoenix came back. Um and ultimately, it won't matter because they'll come back. Well, but they don't have to. I mean, that's see that oh, that's yeah, what. But, sure but that's what no. But see that that's what the big brouhaha is over Marvel. The fact that this was a story that touched a lot of people and the creator of the story on so many levels that there's no need. There, aside from holy shit, he's back. There's no real reason to bring back Marvel. Yeah, none at no. all. Unless it unless it's a giant fuck you to Jim Starlin, there's no reason in, to bring back Marvel. It could be. It it could be, but it's about, it could be. But you know what? But they have they have stockholders to answer to, and would they really would they really belittle themselves that much to just say, you know what, Nanner Nanner, we can bring them back, but because we can. Nanner Nanner. <laughs> yeah, but it's I'm, the alcohol talking, man. In, in, I in, in, I think I this, have in this. Okay. No, you go. I think in this in this case, uh, Marvel specifically, uh, do you think the stockholders are thinking this will bring up sales? No, the stockholders don't really care. About the stockholders don't wing. care. But if 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 the person that's in charge of sales comes in and says, "Hey, I think we'll really make some money this quarter if we." Introduce this story. He may not have to bother them with you know the characters in the story or the plot, but if he tells them, "Hey, we might make some money this quarter because we're going to plan on this story," they're not going to care who's involved in this. The stockholders aren't going to care who's involved in this story. They just want to know, "Hey, we're going to make money this quarter." We shouldn't hurt him or make fun of him. He won't like us if we do. He'll be angry with us. We should respect his beauty. There is great beauty in death. It shouldn't be defiled. Right. 
I have an answer to the uh, the initial question. Um, I got a few too. Yeah, Craven hasn't been back. Well, right, and we we touched on Craven before, but that's but but is that because the storyline, like Jay mentioned, the storyline was 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 well told in the fact that he you know he capped himself, or is it because we now have a Craven version 2.0 that's a Hollywood producer that's carrying on the Craven name? Right. Okay, Gene DeWolf. Has she been brought back? No. But has anybody other than anybody that read Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man run, written by Peter David, really cared about this character? Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, the readers at the time did, and it was a very successful story, so that fulfills the requirements. Yes, she is a character okay, who has died and not been brought back. How about Mockingbird? Yeah. Oh, very good. See, that, Excellent. That's a nice one. Okay, all right. I'll I mean, take huge implications. And I didn't even know Mockingbird died, but I'll take that one. <laughs> yeah, she was always one of my favorite characters, just because of the way she looked. Naturally. Mm, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Avengers that died, like Scott Lang, Ant-Man. And, right, recently. Um, yeah. And, Jack uh, of Hearts. Jack of Hearts, the Swordsman... Hawkeye, Mantis. Vision was done well. Doctor Druid. Oh, or is boy. he still alive? Or is he still alive? He might be somewhere. And there's a few X guys that died. I don't know if they're A-list, you know, characters like the Nate Gray character. And half the characters uh, in New X Men. Yeah, Maggot. He was a he was a he was a good character. <laughs> but if you have a name like Maggot, does anybody really care from Jump? Oh, Banshee. What about Banshee? Yeah. Okay. Banshee. All right. All right. True. But like oh, his geez. own daughter, his own daughter even says, "Is my father really dead?" I mean, come on now. Yeah, she I, doesn't yeah, believe it. Thanks, th- thanks for dropping by, Scott. But really, I mean, it's it's my father. Do you really think he's dead? And because that so. happens within X Factor. Where I think Peter David is playing with the whole convention of telling comics to begin with, with the Layla Miller character. I think that's Peter David speaking through Siren. I won't be surprised. Yeah. he He's doing a lot of real edgy kind of avant-garde work with X-Factor. Am I wrong? Am I just? Am I the only one who's picking up on that? It, it doesn't read like a standard superhero book. No, no it, doesn't. it does. I mean, he's not he's not really giving the finger to Marvel, but I mean, it's just like I'm a writer who writes comic books and this is, you know, this is If you didn't know better and I let you read that issue, who would you think wrote that? It reads like Grant Morrison wrote it. Uh, okay. I, I mean, I'll I'll take your word for it. I haven't read a lot of Grant Morrison books, so I'll just the double meanings things could have and situations where it it's not so apparent what these people are or where if they're aware of the situation that they're in like it almost is smacks of these characters knowing that they're characters especially the Layla Miller character and I've said that before and people have just given me the blank stare like what but when a character knows that much about their surroundings it's got to be the author working through the character yeah no I agree it, it it does. It, there's a Grant Morrison feel to it. My thank you. May, are you looking for a job, Mike? Because I, there's a spot open on the bullpen. Oh. Bull- <laughs> Subtle. 
Yeah, I'm as subtle. As, I'm as subtle as a brick dripped in that's shit. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Uh, a couple of years ago, my wife and I started a charity event called Lights Camera Cure, and we're actually be holding our third event, which we've done our first two events in the Chicagoland area, and it's a fundraiser for juvenile diabetes research. And we are going to be holding our third event in November in the Sacramento area. And anyone who is interested can go to lights-camera-cure.org for information on tickets. It's a fundraiser. We're going to be doing a private screening of the film Open Season, as well as a educational and advocacy event before the showing of the movie. Cool. Anyone can come on out. And that's a worthwhile cause, too. Absolutely. You bet. Well, uh, I believe my night's available. Good times. <laughs> what do you guys what do you guys think of uh getting off of six one six reality here? What do you guys think of the like the final issue and the resolution of the original um Squadron Supreme miniseries? There's a death of plenty in that in that series. Oh yeah. And I think it makes it more possible when it's done outside of the conventional Marvel universe. But outside that, but still connected. But that was yeah. Well, that was well. Some of them came back actually since then, but <laughs> right. But uh-huh, okay, it was a very powerful uh, story, and in that case, the, the deaths weren't manufactured just because they could do it. It just it happened to fit what they were trying to do. So, talking out of my ass one more time. <laughs> I don't know. I think they just you. Do you, any of you read Exiles? Yes, I yes. do. <laughs> that series is a great example of. All the things that's that you can no, get no, away no. with. It's, yes, it's brilliant. I mean, they could just have that to to kill off any character because basically, you know, just jump to the next reality and get well, one do. again. And they kill right. Them yes. off again and again and. Yeah, but that's how many fine. times have they killed off like Wolverine versions? Or, well, maybe not that many. And that's why the bo- no. That's why the book works so well because because that these characters can die at any minute. It gives the book an. Ex- an an energy yeah. uh, a, a level of excitement that you don't get in Amazing Spider-Man when you know Peter's going to be okay next issue it's it's inconceivable exactly. but in egg, it, in yeah. Exiles they could make Peter Parker into a transvestite Spider-Man who shoots yeah. webs out of his butt and and you it would work and it would yeah it, do, yeah. it doesn't I feel like they're issue. getting away with anything it feels like it's working right yeah See David, <laughs> thank you. And and, and I and I what, wish. What, what, what came out this week? Volume thirteen. Yeah, I, I don't have too much to catch up with. <laughs> David, have you read those? You read like all those, uh, you know, what if stories and the alternate universe stories and all that before, haven't you? Yeah, I have David. read most of them. Yes. So it basically the series just plays on all that groundwork that's already been laid. They revisit these places or alternative versions of places that you. You remember in the six one six universe, so I think does you dig you, it, man. You got you does, got the history does, behind you. And does you a two show up at all? I mean, do we see any watchers, or is this just you know what? bringing these what characters? Did, what did you call him? I called him you a two. <laughs> but you, you know. a two, dude. Do you a two, dude? Come <laughs> in this thing in the end. Hey, man, it's it. You pronounce his name the way it's spelled. All it's, right, it's Uatu. Fine. Well, he didn't tell me that. <laughs> 
All right? He doesn't speak to me like he speaks to you, okay, man? <laughs> yeah, I hear voices. Um, uh, I know you do. No. That, does, is, or is not, it just Blink bringing involved. these characters from every place to every place? Well, that's part of the mystery. We can't ruin that for you because right. that's oh, no, explained yeah. later on. So it, it's and it's actually cool if you, if you read it in a, in, in a chunk. You watched Quantum Leap before? Yes. So it's Quantum Leap meets the, meets the X-Men is basically what it is. Okay. Yeah, without so. the creepy pedophile guy. No, we like that. I mean, no, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's the Never mind. Cut but. that part out. Yeah. <clears throat> and, no, and we need those. Hard. We we need that part of the audience. And and within the Exiles <laughs> universe, there has been some deaths that have stuck. Oh yeah. So it's not just the freedom to kill characters that never existed before. They're also getting rid of characters who have basically ran the the entire length of the series well not the entire length but a nice chunk yes. of the series yeah. so for for all the you know the the ass kicking and you know global domination plans that the, that the series has is they're basically character pieces throughout because you you the focus is you need to get attached to these characters because if they're gone the next issue or in that issue you need to have some kind of emotional reaction to it so right they they do a very good job well cuz when it started it and um who took it over after winning? Bedard. Bedard is doing it now, but there was some. Oh, Austin did a few issues. Oh, yes. right, right. So, Wait, so if, if if Winnick did any, if Winnick started it, how many gay or characters with AIDS were there? Just one. Just one. Oh, okay. Two. Yes. Just one. <laughs> but it is a girl, and she's a lesbian, so that makes it. Hard, right? <laughs> yeah. It's not a Winnick story unless someone's gay or has AIDS. So. And I will say something about Exiles. It has the same feel as New X Men. That same edgy, never know. You got me on that now. Isn't it a good book? I don't know. I haven't bought. I haven't read it yet. I just bought it. Uh. But it's 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 an isolated X universe almost, where these kids are in the in the um, the mansion, the academy, and. He has the luxury of being able to cycle characters out, and no one—well, I shouldn't say no one cares—but the the luxury is there because if they're dead, it's a natural progression, and you 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 saw them introduced and you see them die. So it, it's very fulfilling as a as a work of fiction because it's real. It feels real, I should say. How about that, Mike? Yeah, well, they certainly die. You know. They, they they kill enough characters there that they don't have to kill in any of the other X teams. Right, they die in droves, really. Yeah, I think they just don't want to be teachers anymore. I mean, just let the kids die. <laughs> it's like the it, broccoli it, man in next wave. It, maybe they're a pain. I don't know. I, I'm oh, sorry, I certainly don't miss Wing or any of the others that died. Actually. Oh, I miss just, Wing. You do. Yes, poor Wing. Another character that uh, has not come back yet who died, and oh. that's Odin in Thor. Oh, take but, that! But but Odin always has to come back. They've all died. Actually, well, of course, the series, I guess. But you know, we didn't use series. Maybe he'll come back. Yeah, I'm sure we haven't seen the last of Odin. You can't kill. Him. N- not only is he a popular. Popular character in terms of the Marvel Universe, he's a royalty-free character too. You know, Thor. They're not they're not playing any rights for Thor. He's he's a a, a, a legend. He's a myth. He's a 
he's a he's a god and he's everybody and their brother can use thor loki odin all those guys so why do you think they exist in the marvel universe to begin with because stan and jack didn't have to you know pay a royalty fee for using these characters fine it was free yeah look at this (laughs) free is fine well maybe reed will make an odin clone too yeah <sighs> and then, and then still don't think he's dead. I don't know if he was killed or what. I, I don't know. Oh, he was just deactivated. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> put a on it. Get you see, <laughs> stop killing our friends. Get back in there. That's fine. So, when do you think you guys think Jean Grey's coming back? Probably at the end of uh, War Song. Yeah. No, there's a Isn't War there Song. Another, no, there's there another the miniseries. The yes. Yeah, after the War Song. Oh, there, there is. Uh, yeah. All right. Just at the end of that, then. Give me your money song. I don't know. It's a trilogy. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like, we'll kill, keep killing this bitch until you stop buying song. It's like Kenny. She's the Kenny yeah. of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> um, yeah. af- after. She's been dead for a while, though. That's pretty good, though, hasn't it? It's been a couple years. Uh, yes, but well, not when, really. When... I mean, she did k- kind of come back in the. In All the... the... The Greg that Land thing, the masterpiece? No, the the end song thing. She was <laughs> kind of there. Greg Land. Yeah. If, if Greg... But I can't say that, no. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm too nasty to Greg Land. Dude. No. Wait, 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 wait. I read Ultimate Power this morning. We have not yet been too nasty to Greg Land. Okay, because I don't get it till the end of the month, so... The, the, uh, well, well, then that'll be... That'll be our... Issue number one, okay. Episode. I just, man. I just can't wait. <laughs> no, you can, you can wait. <laughs> Trust me, I read it this morning, man. It was shite. It's horrible, huh? Oh Christ! If it wasn't for the writing, if I could read it without looking at the pretty pictures that aren't done in sequential, <laughs> like format, it'd be a great book. But oh, we can make it man, a radio drama. <laughs> oh Christ! <laughs> this was a horrible fucking first issue. Just save but, it for but the next it's, one. Thank you. Yes, yes. Like Mike said, we'll save it. We'll just yeah. carry we'll keep on. <laughs> now, all right. Where were we? One, I don't know. Is Electra alive or dead? She's she's alive now, right? Oh, Electra's alive. Yeah. Well, she had those great great alive, porn dead. covers. That's right. Yeah. Um, Magneto's alive now, right? Yes. Yes, and working in Genosha. Yes. No powers. What do you guys think about? Oh, no, the, no, no. Wait, doesn't he have powers? Because Charlie said that uh, you know he was able to fight Danger off because of his friend was um, right able to negate what was going on on in, on on Genosha, except for that one area that he was working in. No idea. <laughs> it was an astonishing. What do you mean, no idea? I think he has no idea of what you're saying. Yeah. Um, well, that's the alcohol. In 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 um, dangerous when Charlie is confronting yeah. danger, he yeah. used Magneto to render inert all of the electronics except the power plant. That's what David's saying. Thank you. Yeah, I have my Vince drunk to English dictionary going on. <laughs> you talk pretty, David. So I guess I guess <laughs> I, um, I guess Magneto has a little bit left. But yeah, it wasn't he known as Joseph for a period, and he lost a couple. Like he was a kid at uh, one point. A, he, it was a clone. 
Yeah, it was a clone, of course. <laughs> oh, it was a clone. <laughs> yes. Where's Reed with his drill? He got well, killed well, he too. Went I bye thought, bye. Yeah, he was dead. He he had to be killed. I mean, two, he hasn't two come Magnetos. back either. There you yeah, go. He's not gonna. No, he's not gonna. But um, what do you and, guys think and about the Onslaught Reborn? Ugh. I liked it when uh, <laughs> the series started again, and Kurt Busiek and George Perez was on Avengers. That was all right. Uh, everything in between there sucked ass, but I, ha- I haven't read a- anything. Um, just uh, I, 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 I have to say, um, when I, I stopped reading Marvel, after I read Onslaught. That's when I stopped. I read the last issue and I stopped. I just I couldn't. I it was too the bad. miniseries leading up to the reborn or just starting to read. No, no, no. The onslaught, the onslaught series back in the whenever that was. Yeah. I stopped reading at that point. That did, I, they that... all sacrificed themselves, and then there's Bruce Banner, all you know, fucked up, and he goes into the weird light, and then they finally do it. Yeah, I think a lot of people stopped reading Marvel comics around that era <laughs> because that's when sales really went in the toilet. When when they the when they did the for, uh, for, yeah the Heroes Reborn thing really yeah. twisted Frank a lot of yeah. a lot of knives and that lost a lot of readers. It's it's him too too out there, Franklin Richards, saving everyone and he's powerful. Yeah, but it just I I, I couldn't stomach it. Right. I'm with you. I think the only one out of those series that I actually took the time to read was the Fantastic Four, only because it looked pretty. It didn't read very well. So, but what's happening now? I mean, on Onslaught Reborn? No idea. And I probably won't have any idea because I'm not going to spend the money on that crap. Because Xavier is still depowered, right? And he's out there in space with the, with his team doing whatever the hell they're doing. Right. And uh, it just it, it feels when I first heard uh, that they were doing it without reading anything, any previews, anything. It just felt like, well, what a crappy way to bring back uh, Magneto and uh, and Xavier's powers. It just th- that's what it felt like. I me. don't think um, Onslaught Reborn is going to be part of current continuity. I think it's just a lark. They're just letting. Um, Loeb and, and uh, Liefeld just play around in this little miniseries and e- even if it is in continuity I don't think it's going to have any lasting effects I mean they're using Thor for God's sakes that, what does that say no, let's hope not then yeah I don't, I don't really think it's uh... David is, is Onslaught Reborn part of 616 I, I think, continuity. I think they're just revisiting something that, that that happened ten years ago. I don't think it. I don't think either Loeb or Liefeld are really concerned as to what's going on in 616 continuity right now. I think they're just having fun with something that they did ten years ago. Why should the readers care then? Yeah, uh, be, because it's Liefeld. I mean, no, seriously though. I mean, even though even though we 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 there are fans that may dislike. The man's artwork. The the first issue of the Teen Titans series that uh, the first issue of of that three parter two parter he did with with Gail Simone it did it it the sales went through the roof. I mean it it it's still Liefeld. It's still something that he's doing on a regular basis, and this is a five issue series. So it was horrible though. 
It, it, yeah, but the, the problem isn't isn't Liefeld is is onslaught. That's the problem. Right. Uh, that's that's, 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 that's Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, but I mean, it's if I, if I Liefeld's think... having fun, that might come through the story. Mm, it, 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 it it might be contagious. It might just be, hey, you know, I'm having fun, so you might have fun looking at it. Regardless of how, I mean, we're not talking about artwork. We're just talking about the fact that this is a creator that's that can still generate sales. I'm not saying that the fifth issue will have the same impact as the first or second issue will, but it's a Jeff Loeb written story. It's a Liefeld drawn story. It's it's got the nostalgia kick with with onslaught. It's it's ten years old and. You know, yeah, you can say that the that, that the fans may not have to care, but if you know, and 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 you know what, if if maybe the timing is right also, because I if I have two ninety nine burning a hole in my pocket that's not going to another company right now, then I might pick this up once a month. Oh yeah. Jesus! Mm. Get well, <laughs> Mike, you have a permanent. The show. <laughs> <laughs> Get Amazing Spider Girl instead of this crap. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, no, I, uh, I, I understand that. I'm just saying. I'm, see, I'm, I must be getting old because when I was going through this, the, the previews magazine, and I came to that page, I didn't even blink. I just kept flipping. Like, it's not even a, a speed bump for me. I just, it's, I see Liefeld and I just keep going. So I'm, I'm obviously not the intended audience for something like that. No, yeah, I, I don't think you or I are. We're, we're, we're not. I mean, we, we've, but it'd be the who same is? thing if, if, if McFarlane. Exactly, if, who well, is? But it's, it's just like McFarlane coming out with the Spawn Batman series. Who's really going to? Let's not talk bad about the Todd. Now, see, I had a question about that. <laughs> oh. and, and, and I know it doesn't, you know, there's no Marvel connection at all. Except for the fact that McFarlane used to draw Spider-Man, but is that Spawn Batman thing that was solicited in the last previews new stuff? Yes. Is it really? He's actually going to draw again. So I guess... Well, wait, wait, wait. Is he drawing or is he writing? Because I thought Capullo had something to do with the art. Okay. Well, either way, I... Maybe he's he's either way, something. is he tearing himself away from his toys to do a comic book? Is that what you're asking? No, what I'm asking, what I want to say is, maybe Kirkman had a bigger effect on him than. Uh, it's entirely possible. Yeah, Stranger Things have happened. Well, that's kind of cool because when I saw it, I said, "Oh, they're repeating, they're reprinting the Spawn Batman thing," but then it didn't look like the one that originally came out. So I don't, I don't know what I was thinking, but I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what it looks like. Let's go back to Marvel. <laughs> And 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 let's go back to Marvel. <laughs> uh, have we talked about Apocalypse? No, we didn't talk about Apocalypse. Do we want to talk about sure. Apocalypse? Let's talk about Apocalypse then. Let's talk about Apocalypse. I think he died. He uh-huh. did. He See did Egyptian. die. <laughs> well said. Thank you, everyone. But but when one Come of again. your one of your associates is the four horsemen of the apocalypse and one of them's death i mean that's your stock and trade you you you're pretty used to death at this point but how did he die recently i can't remember <laughs> the most recent uh, appearance was in uh, was in x-men in the blood of apocalypse 
and he actually you you actually don't see him die you see something happening to him and uh then you kind of it's a guess you don't know what happens well, that's like Amsterdam but you really can't really <laughs> dead or anything uh, <laughs> didn't didn't he fight uh Dracula recently well who oh has gosh what, didn't he? <laughs> That's true, yeah. I mean, you go from Buffy to Apocalypse. I guess, you know, everybody can kind of beat on uh, Dracula. Yeah, there was no a Apocalypse Dracula thing. And how was but that? I, I don't know. I haven't read it. But I, I still think the most recent one was Blood of Apocalypse. Okay. And uh, was... When they actually made Gambit. I was just going to say that. Gambit was a, a horseman? Yes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Uh, yeah. I, it actually make the character interesting for once. I mean, well, on. I, I think Apocalypse What's more is, interesting than playing cards. Despite the obvious, <laughs> uh, I don't know what the hell that meant. <laughs> Be, because of the, the obvious visual links to Dark Side. I mean, Apocalypse resembles Dark Side a lot, in my opinion. It, he just got the the skin. Color, you know what I mean—the whole mouth thing going on—and the it, he's very dark side esque. I mean, do, do you agree with me on that, or am I just? I think that's the Jack Kirby talking. You think? I do. I okay then. F that. I think Apocalypse <laughs> is, is an interesting character. I like the Egyptian uh, lineage. Yeah, that's, that, lineage that, that's that like this guy's been around for a real long time. So yeah. he's so he's he must have the intelligence to. Back it up. Don't you feel that that's the problem in itself? I mean, the fact that he already attacked him and came back countless times. There's always the shadow of Apocalypse. Well, even Doctor that kill the character a little. No, he, even Doctor Doom loses. I mean, he's never been really successful yet. He is the most vivid and and realistic villain in the Marvel universe. So no, I don't hold the fact against Apocalypse that he never beat or. Destroy, yeah, well, the, the, you know. I, there's a thing. I think it's in Cable, uh, Cable and Deadpool. There's a thing that um, someone, uh, someone of the, some, a guy that worships Apocalypse. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, Me. <laughs> he says that uh, Apocalypse can never be beaten uh, until there's, you know, a, a drop left uh, of his blood on Earth, and so they uh, they actually keep the blood. So as long as, and that was a segue to uh, Blood of Apocalypse in X Men. But uh, as long as there's blood of apocalypse, he won't die. You can always come back. Well, that's cool. I like that. That's like well, Alex. read Cable and Deadpool. Well, Cable and who? Can I just read half of it? Yes, Deadpool, please. <laughs> is Ladron still drawing that? <laughs> <laughs> is Anderson you know, writing it? I, I think I, th- I think it would be funny now that now that Bucky's all uh, badass. You know, just put Bucky with Deadpool. That would be interesting. <laughs> Well, no one said he was badass. You just said he had a bionic arm. Bucky and Deadpool. He looks badass. I'm sorry. Yeah, Bucky and Deadpool. That's true. Yeah, because we can get rid of one bionic arm and replace him with the other. So, yeah, there we go. <laughs> All we're missing is the scar on the face and uh, and, and the Cyclops and No, Jean don't connection. try to make another cable. A cable is so annoying. I like cable. No. <laughs> cable is annoying. <laughs> I like cable too because it, it gives me my TV and my internet access. Do I didn't see that coming? No way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what time is it? She was. It's a <laughs> Marvel. It's, it's, it's one. It's one thirty. Um, 
Yeah. And I'm seeing double. Oh. <laughs> double shots? I'm <laughs> seeing more than double. Holy shit. That's it. Well, that's all I got. Guys, it was a blast. Dan, Mike, Jay. Thank and, you. And that other guy. What's his name? Uh, I forget. Yeah. Really? D- yeah. <laughs> Spanky. Greg Land. <laughs> oh. oh, you know it's it always comes back to Greg Land. It's funny how that is happens. Is Greg Horn on the line too? <laughs> Anyone <laughs> wants breakfast? Is he coming? I didn't ask him. My God, what's that? They're coming! They're coming!